You watching me glow, you watching me go I'm all in my zone, I'm holding my own I'm feeling like Bane, I'm breaking your bones I am a blur, black and a nerd So this is my own, this is my zone And this is a show you already know like My grand blur, YouTube blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Cosplay blur All day blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Bet you wish you so blur Talking about what we heard Talking about what we seen All through the eyes of a blur Everything that we do urge Flying like a super person Plus I got super friends We be teaming up early Welcome to Blur Vision, your window into the world of all things geek, movies, TV, or news. We talk about it every week. It's your boy Jordan, aka the Blur Vision, with. I just saw a picture of Pennywise and it just made me. <laughs> no, was that even Pennywise? I, no, it wasn't, but I was inspired by something like the, the uh, what's the fuck? Uh, who framed Roger Rabbit? That's what oh. popped into my head when I saw Pennywise for some reason. So. <laughs> a weird fusion of an animated Pennywise. <laughs> hey, Georgie. Yeah, so. It's black. <laughs> oh, fuck. What was the quote from that movie? He's like, that was, that was the quote? That, no, 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 when he says something like that, is ah, I don't remember what it was. But yeah, this week we are black, guys. A.K. Black, did you, did you say all your things? I'm trying to plug you here. Black I, I comic said geek. Black Gay Comic Geek. Okay, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Oh, is that when you said it? I didn't, I didn't realize that's when you said it. You have to perk up your ears, Jordan. Ah, okay, okay. Yes. So translation, guys. That's Black Gay Comic Geek on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. A- animated talk. Oh, oh yes. okay. Got you. Uh, and this week we are talking about uh, we got the Conjuring. We've got the first. Well, does anybody care about that? What people really care about is the first episode of you don't Loki. Know, it could be some horror horror fans. <sighs> are there though <laughs> for the Conjuring? Really? I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I don't even remember when I was watching Conjuring three. I was like, do do I even remember Conjuring one and two? I had to or think about it. Confusing. I had to think about the, it. all I, those side stories like Annabelle. Yeah. Uh. 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 La Llorona or whatever the fuck. Like oh, that was fucking terrible. Like uh, what was the other one with the key the key finger was that conjuring 2 or was that another spinoff the key finger was a character from the room but that it's a spinoff of the conjuring right no i think that was an annabelle they showed him he didn't get his own movie no okay so there's so many spinoffs <laughs> that i've lost track of what the actual main is insidious think, part I, of the conjuring I, I think, universe i think that was annabelle um comes comes home Okay, so is Insidious part of the universe too, or is that something completely different? It might as well be. Like, it's the same fucking movie. Like, Insidious was his conjuring before it was the conjuring. Okay. Because it started, and it, it starred the same people, if I remember. It did. It, it, at least it starred uh, Owlman. I don't remember. His, yeah, Patrick Patrick's Wilson. Name. Yeah, Patrick Wilson. I don't remember if he had a wife in that, though. Maybe he did. Point is, I don't remember the Conjuring One and Two. I was like, do, do I, I had to, I've watched these. I, we talked about these movies. I had to have watched. I remember these movies. one because the the clap. Oh, the clap out of the darkness. Yeah. Was that about? It was a house. It was a house. Okay. And so two, okay. two was when we saw the nun. Oh, okay. So that was in the barn. Yeah, the, the barn. Yeah. Okay. All right. So now I do remember Conjuring one and two, but I. But the, I don't remember. I had to think. I was like, "What the fuck was Conjuring two about?" 
I don't remember. I just remember the barn I remember house liking scene. it. That's all I... But yeah, me too. Not loving it, yeah. Yeah. So that's great. So we're going to talk about the thing we barely remember. <laughs> well, we remember three. Yes, we do remember three because we just saw it. But Tom's been in like three months. It's been a couple days. That's too long for me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and it's actually not what I expected, but we'll talk about when we get there. But I think what most of our fans are going to be interested in where our thoughts are are for Loki, episode one on Disney+. Plus. Um, and, you know, after the, the hype of WandaVision, after the hype and subsequent slight disappointment of Falcon and Winter Soldier. Well, you can say slight disappointment for WandaVision, too. <laughs> I mean, I know you were more disappointed with that ending than I was, but with hindsight, yeah, I, I'll agree with that. Because even that, I, I would say, didn't end as strong as the premise could have had it end. But all that aside, now we got... Maybe maybe third time is the charm, Michael, and maybe Loki will be strong throughout. How do we feel about the first episode? Michael's seen the first two episodes. Well, he said he's been burdened with glorious purpose. Does this sh- will this show be glorious? Mm. And the first episode was titled Glorious Purpose. I love how they brought that back. Oh, it was? I don't know. Oh, well, yes. <laughs> it <laughs> it didn't tell me in the screener. Oh, yeah. So episode one was titled Glorious Purpose, which is very appropriate, I feel. And I know that wasn't... I know for a fact that was not their plan for that line to come back and the way it came back in this episode. No. But leave it to Marvel. They're so good at retconning their own continuity and, and using the strengths of their past writing to inform the current events in their in their, in their their universe. So it just makes perfect sense how it comes back in this episode. Um, and then we've also got My Academia as per usual and the news of the week. But before we get into all that, uh, I would say we have iTunes reviews, but we don't again. This is like, what, the f- Fourth week in a row we don't have iTunes reviews. Where are you guys? We people, need people new are, iTunes like, reviews. Yeah, guys, let's get some new. They're like, fuck your. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to leave a message. Yeah. Well, we got. It's we a got, paper trail. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got mad emails. People just don't want to leave iTunes reviews. Yeah, but the emails are different. Those are usually the people that Recurring use. Emails. Yeah, the people that send us emails are the ones that have already left reviews. Yes. So we need some new blood in these iTunes reviews, you guys. It helps support the podcast. It helps. Yeah, if you're not growing, there. you're dead. Yes. Right now, we've been dead for a month. Yeah. So <laughs> we're having all of the, who you guys been? Come back to us. If you want us so bad, leave a five-star review and show us that you wanted us back. But what we do have are lots of emails from our, our loyal emailers. Thank you guys for leaving those. Um, let's jump right into those. Emails. Here's the mail, it never fails It makes me want to wag my tail When it comes, I want to well uh, Our first email of the week uh, Is actually from Probably at, at June 1st and This might have been right before we dropped our podcast And this is Joel Who's been binging Game of Thrones And we've been kind of like filing uh, his, his, his journey uh, Experiencing Game of Thrones For the first time and it's it's pretty funny because this is him saying that he's almost done. This is the Joel Chronicles. The Joel, yes, the Joel Game of Thrones Chronicles. Uh, will his experience mirror ours, where we loved Game of Thrones, one of the best shows in history, I think, uh, uh, in terms of how impactful it was in the zeitgeist in the U.S. And yet, they they flew too close to the sun, and it all fell apart in that last season. So how we'll, dare you say Game of Thrones is better than Iron Fist? Disgust me. <laughs> I know you're joking, but still. Um, so this email is it's we're getting two a uh, uh, Joel two for this week because this email says almost done. Wait, what the fuck is this? Is this a thing on oh. the Flash, dude? I've 
Is this a thing? Yes. Oh, the God. The most recent season has been dealing with the multiple Speed Force powers from the comics. I hate it. Bro, you say that? You haven't seen footage of the CGI of some of those Force powers. I think Sage Force? Wait, let me see it again. You turn around. Uh, Sage Force. Yes, I saw a clip of the Sage Force guy fighting another Speed Force person. And when I tell you that CGI was fucking terrible, I don't know who pl- pulled the plug on the CGI budget for the CW. So I'm like, I'm wondering, I'm like, did they cut? Yeah, did they did all go the, to Superman Lois? Is that lower what happened? The budget for these shows? Because they're like, oh well, the Flash is ending soon, so fuck the budget. But same thing with Supergirl. Remember that clip I showed you? Yeah, yeah. So it's like across the yeah, board. Yeah, they're, they're, they're like, oh, this is the last season. We only got not even a full season. It was only like eight episodes of Supergirl, I believe. So they're just like, at this point, yeah, fuck it, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Who's left? Ten fans? Fuck them. <laughs> no, but I, I gotta assume maybe all the budget's going to Superman and Lois because that's like the only show that still looks good and it looks noticeably better than all the other shows. So if I was on any of those other shows, I'd be pissed. <laughs> I'm like, yo, for real? <laughs> what about us? I mean, they probably don't care at this point. I mean, some people care. That's why Cisco left. That's what he, I was just, say. he just left. I, I think last. I mean, Tom Cavanaugh too. So the, clearly, they don't care because they left. <laughs> Did you watch any of the clips of uh, him leaving? No. I, I can't watch full episodes. But I don't watch any. I, it's, it doesn't exist anymore to me. <laughs> Michael's like, you're cut off, CW. This abusive relationship is over. But for me, I, I keep getting recommended um, clips on YouTube. So I, I end up watching like excerpts from the episode. And I, I'm just like, man, I, if I was still watching this show... I would hate myself because it's so bad. Like it's not even like 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 even though I stopped watching wrestling every so often, like when the Undertaker will return, I will go back to watch clips because you know mm. I was always Undertaker was always my favorite. I was yeah. always fond of him, so I'd always go back and watch, especially if he came back for WrestleMania. The Flash is not that. No, oh my God. <laughs> See, I still got some loyalty for for the CW shows, at least especially the Flash because. There's a special place in my heart for that show. Yes, there was. There was, yeah. <laughs> Michael's like, the time is over. <laughs> but yeah, Cisco leaving, I mean, he ended with a karaoke song. It was really stupid. And it was even how, like, the... the we've watched enough Flash to see that he basically had several outs in different seasons that he could have taken. But for whatever reason, he kept coming back. But the out for this most recent season and his, and his official leaving of the show was just basically him being like, yeah, I'm moving to Star City. Peace out, y'all. And he just left. He's just like, oh, uh, okay. No. That's it. Nothing epic, nothing really f- like final about it. Just, I'm Why leaving. Star City. Some bullshit reason. Was just like, I just want to change. Isn't just, that like right around the corner from Yeah, basically. <laughs> Hasn't there been several Arrow and Flash crossovers? Yes, yes. But you might as well be a different universe when you go to a different town in the CW world. Okay. <laughs> and then also, I saw the... I'll get to your emails, Joe. I'm so sorry. This is like a detour from our, our email talk. But I just want to... Real quick. I also saw the parts of the... I even saw the whole finale. I saw parts of the finale of Black Lightning. I think you mentioned last week... And it wasn't me. Because I didn't know what the fuck was happening with Black Lightning. But you said that um, Lightning's actress had been replaced... Um, with a different actress, but they wrote it into the show where it was a thing where like she just she exploded and reformed as a different person. Mm-hmm. It was like, no, it's the same DNA. You got to accept that this is who she is now. Mm-hmm. The writer's trying to explain the change. They heel turned. I, I didn't know that, but I watched the last episode. I was confused because I was like, wait, that's the lightning actress. Why is she in this? And then turns out they retconned it 
back and forth. They so retcon the retcon. They retcon the retcon. <laughs> and I guess she was like, you know what? If it, if the show's ending and I'm leaving, that happened in, in this last season, and this is the last season of Black Lightning. I guess she was like, wait, I'm not gonna not get my flowers because I left early on the show. I'm, I'm gonna be in the finale. So she comes back, and that happened like in the middle of the season. So like at the midpoint, she dies and gets replaced. And in the final episode, out of nowhere. And this is just me going by what I've heard from other people talking about that have been watching the show consistently and just seeing the clips I've seen. But it seems like out of nowhere, it's like, no, tur- oh shit. <laughs> like, no, turns out it was aliens. Black Lightning has never dealt with aliens. Wait, what? Exactly. Apparently, the explanation is when she would go into the, the upper atmosphere and release her lightning powers to just show off or gain power or whatever the fuck she was doing, an alien was watching every time. And then when. Uh, it found its opportunity. Fucking Watu? Yeah, Granted, I know that's Marvel, but <laughs> it copied her DNA. That's why when they scanned her 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 body, they saw the exact same DNA. Not because they were trying to to retcon it so that no 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 this is still uh what's her name what's her name Jen Jen, Jen? no no this is still Jen no it was only her DNA because the alien copied her DNA it, yeah. And it wanted to live a human life because it could only live as energy. So when it had the opportunity, it stole her life. But then the real Jin came back, and then she fought the alien in the final, in the, one of the final battles of the season. That has nothing to do with anything else in the season. It's just this little like excuse for the main actress to come back out of nowhere. That's too much to do. And that's the, stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's real stupid. And the consensus I've seen online is that it was just too much to do in the final episode. The serious finale of a show, you introduce the concept of aliens and you have her be a villain Imagine, out of nowhere. I guess now that it's all merged into the Flash universe, there are a Supergirl. Yeah, and that's like the, the writer's excuse for it. But when you look at the context of the show itself. Yeah, the show itself. It's they like, never dealt with that. Yeah, where the fuck is that coming from? And then it was also just the thing of like, uh, clearly it was just the actress wanting to come back for that last episode. Because before that, they had played the the person that replaced Jin. The, the original actress, they played the new actress off sincerely. Like, it was genuinely her. And she was just trying to live her life with these new changes. But then out of nowhere, he'll turn, I'm evil, and I'm the villain now. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? Okay. I, would, I would be pissed if I was that other actress. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, how does that other actress feel? So, really, I mean, same same thing I feel about Gervasia Leslie and Batwoman. So, it's like, okay, so you got me as Batwoman. Now you're having Ruby Rose come back. Mm-hmm. As a, like, mm-hmm. Oh, and then on the note with black people again in Black Lightning, they they spent so much time, it seems like, setting up Pain... Because Painkiller was like an assassin, such a, a slash villain. Oh, yeah. Well, no, yeah. They, his, his show got canceled. Yeah, but they spent... Well, not canceled, but because well, it didn't start, but... But they spent so much time in Black Lightning setting him up to be an anti-hero. Even having a retcon of, like, he, he loses his killer instinct, but to lose his killer instinct, he also has to forget the Jeffersons. Coincidentally, that way when he has his own spinoff, he never has to talk about Black Lightning or the events of Black Lightning again. <laughs> and it just never happened. So it's like you lost your memories for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> and then Black... Bro, this is just... I'm just on a Black Lightning right now. Just because I saw parts of the finale. Well, it's too black. It's, but it was dumb. <laughs> it's a disservice. Because I remember... Cause we, cause we, cause because we left... Season, we stopped watching Black Lightning so early, like basically season one for me, and I think mostly you too, right? You watched part no, season we, two, yeah, season two, yeah. I don't even remember most of season two, or if that's, I even, that's when we fell off, yeah, exactly. But season, the, the, I remember the pilot episode of season one of Black Lightning feeling biblical, 
feeling epic. That moment where Black Lightning takes down the the police officer in the rain, mm-hmm. and his daughters are watching him, and like, awesome narration with, with thunder and lightning. Yes, yeah. yes. Black Lightning was born, and I was like, going from that poetry, that deep writing that we applauded, that chemistry between the family, that groundedness that we, we fell in love with the show for, to at the end of the series, he's still fighting Tobias Whale. Nothing has changed. It was like I never skipped a beat. It was still him making fucking racist black jokes. Oh, y'all niggas always the same. I'm like, he's still around. And then he kills. Black Lightning kills him in the in the last fight. And it's like, you could have done that. In season one. Season one. It, it wasn't like anything changed. It wasn't like the stakes were raised. At least from what I saw. It was the same shit. He, lightning powers don't work on him. They're just having, they, they go into a fist fight. And then he just he just pushes him and he falls out a window and he gets impaled through the chest with like a big like spike. But it wasn't like like oh it was so epic. We just like it could have been the end of season one. It was that like whatever. And I'm like, y'all spun your wheels in this fucking terrible villain for four seasons and this is how you end it. Plus dumbass alien shit. Plus painkiller shit. Plus all these other loose threads that are it. Point is, watching the series finale of Black Lightning almost seemed like a completely different show from that first episode in season one. It felt like a wacker version of, of Legends of Tomorrow by the end of it. How? How did you fall that far? <laughs> the, C- the CW, man, they, I don't know what the fuck. They just need to cancel their whole network. <laughs> That's really <laughs> Did they fire all the good writers? I don't know what happened. <laughs> they just need to get rid of the whole network because like, at this point, because even with the superhero shows like on CW, like what else do they have? Walker, Texas Ranger, but are people, oh, Charmed. Are people, are people actually watching that? Isn't that on CW still? Yeah, Charmed is on CW. And I don't know that because, again, YouTube keeps recommending me clips. It's like you watch one clip and then it's like, oh, he must want to watch all the CW clips. And I saw Charmed. I, watched, I was like, I watched a couple clips of the new Charmed. And I was like, how you feel about it? This sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, nobody's talking about it. I haven't heard anybody talk about it. I mean, about somebody Charmed. must be watching it because they keep renewing it. Yeah, the same 10 people are watching Supergirl. Yeah, for real. <laughs> But you just say yeah, a legendary show like Charm. That's what makes you feel so old. Like that show. Yeah, but it's not the love- same. It's not the same charm, though. No, like- I know that. But just the, the to having having experienced the cultural impact that the original Charmed had, to experience now a re- rebooted Charmed that no one even talks about. It's like wow. In, in the in the grand scheme of history, we'll never even talk about the reboot of Charmed again in a couple no, of years. When you think of when you hear the name Charmed, you're gonna think of the Hallowell sisters. Yeah, the originals. Yeah. Sad. Sad. But all that aside, we just went off a long CW tangent. It's trash. Point blank. <laughs> Cancel the whole network. <laughs> you kind of have to. Like, especially, oh, especially oh. in a world that HBO Max is starting, like, it's really starting to get its own thing. I don't really see more DC show. Granted, they put Naomi on there, but I don't see most of the DC shows going to. Uh, Do you have faith about for that? No. Given given soon as soon seen, as they said CW, I was like, oh Jesus. Yeah, I mean, you, when we've seen the Powerpuff Girls script, like. I have no faith anymore. No. I think Superman Lois was like a happy accident. <laughs> and I don't even think that was supposed to go. I think that was supposed to go to HBO Max, but for whatever reason. It would make sense with the way it looks. But yeah, I mean, just the fact that there's there's so many other games in town now. CW might have started the Superman show trend. Even Superman and Lois, I'm just like, the writing is on the wall for that to... Yeah. <laughs> even that. I mean, like, look, I have you been watching it? No. It's... I'm not going to say it's like the other show's level of bad, but it's not captivating the way that first those first two episodes were. 
And I feel like that's the right on the roll right there. The fact that they can't maintain that momentum in even the first season. But part of it also has to do with the fact that they took like a eight week break in the middle of like episode four or whatever. I mean that too, but I just don't think it's on the level of something like The Boys even. Or or like like, like I'm saying, there's so many other games in town now. Like Amazon Prime's got like Invincible, The Boys. Like they've they're releasing so much more like captivating superhero content for like the modern day. CW is like past its prime or something like it's sad <laughs> yeah, yeah it's like the blockbuster of the superhero universe yeah, yeah. it's you like were, yeah you started it and you were great but now you're kind of old-fashioned yeah you lost your ways bro yeah. um but yeah so we went on a big cw detour but uh back to emails this is joel saying almost done for game of thrones uh hello there jordan and michael i hope you've had a good week last email i told you how i was finally watching game of thrones for the first time just want to let you know that i am fully aware how poorly last season was done in fact i remember it being two of you two of you years ago angrily discussing it maybe you know it's audience reception wait i read this last week i don't remember i think i did so I'm, I'm just stupid. I might, this might have been the last email that I read last week. I don't remember the details of what you're discussing about it. Just that the ending was bad. Going through this series, I kept that in mind. As I watched, I continued to wonder how yeah, they I could mess it up. One. Yes, I did read this. Okay, so I was completely wrong. But this is a good refresher. So now when we read his next email, we know where his mind was. <laughs> All right, so next email comes from... Uh, Diego Bandena. Uh, Avatar Corrections. Hey, Jordan and Michael. Listening to this week's podcast and stoked that you guys are talking about Avatar and Legend of Korra. But I think I write in and just correct you guys a bit on what you were using as an example. The animals in the world don't give the humans their bending. They only taught them how to use their bending. Okay, so yeah, that's that's the difference between um, what we originally thought the Avatar uh, how the avatar powers worked and how they kind of retconned it with Juan. Mm-hmm. So like the lion turtles gave people the ability to tap into elements, but then to use them more effectively to c- develop the martial arts of bending, they would watch like the badger moles and I the dragons. Like that, I feel like that was the retcon after the fact. I feel like in the retcon, the retcon, the yeah, retcon. <laughs> I'm like, and again, I can still be wrong, but I'm like, I feel like in the Avatar series, they said that they learned how to. They did. Originally, in, in the Aang Avatar series, they said it was the different animals. But then in Korra, with the Wan flashback, they said that the bending, the power was granted by the Lion Turtles. And I don't know if they ever explicitly said that the martial arts were taught, or like the martial arts were learned by watching the individual animals, but it can no. be inferred by just combining those two pieces of information. And then I think they even showed in the Wan flashbacks that they did... Like they showed the badger moles moving dirt, and they showed earthbenders earthbending. Even with the lion turtles, I feel like that's just the the, the Deus Ex Machina. Because like, where the fuck did they come from? How did they get the power to give people bending? Because even the energy bending, they never went before the age. Shut up! Of shut up! They <laughs> used to bend the energy. We never even seen that because there was no. It was before the age of bending. Yeah, we didn't see. Did that know. mean Rava and Vatu? Like they were energy benders because they were made of energy, or no? They're spirits. Oh. I don't fucking know, man. This is these it definitely is retcons and retcons, though. So, but that does make sense. Like if they got their powers, we don't know where the powers came from originally. But if the lion turtles can give the elemental powers, then somehow watching a badger mole do this translates to like, <laughs> oh, Quang Chi yeah, martial arts. Like, like, yeah. where, where did that come from? Or like a bison just flip, <laughs> flipping his tail. It's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I don't get it, but whatever. <laughs> 
oh, you original benders were so extra. <laughs> Avatar's still great. Yeah. Um, the Lion Turtles have always canonically given the humans bending. Now where the Lion Turtles came from, who knows? Secondly, two podcasts ago, someone mentioned D&D. And trust me, you guys would love it. Jordan for the adventuring aspect and Michael for the blood, sex, gore, and magic. I do want to play D&D. Um, maybe we should have like a special D&D podcast one day where we play D&D together. Always. How, how, how does that? Don't you need more than two people? Oh, fuck. I think you're right. <laughs> One's Dungeon Master. Yeah, somebody has to be the Dungeon Master, yeah. but like you're the only one. Yeah, you're right. You're right as hell. <laughs> uh, always down to play a campaign. Anyways, that's all for this week. Stay nerdy, mind blurdy. Thank you, Diego. Appreciate that info about Avatar. Uh, next email comes from hey, our bro Nick Hidalgo sent an essay. Warner Brothers and DC need to reboot their universe. And we're just going to talk about that with CW. <laughs> uh, hey, Jordan Michael. Super Iron Halo here hitting you guys up while on the grind at work. Don't worry, doing this on break. Just wanted to put a bit of my input regarding the situation in reboots and the Spider Man situation. Also, real quick, catch up on Superman and Lois. What are you doing? Cough, Michael. Cough. I cheered when a certain character was revealed to us and got proper respect. I don't know who what he's talking about. I don't know what he's talking about. Yeah, last episode I saw was everybody was freaking out because they showed evil Superman again. And we didn't even do that much. He just showed up in laser. Unless he's talking about... Because uh, I heard that Lex? Lex Luthor is not actually Lex Luthor. That's Steel from another universe. Oh, okay. Well, he is Lex Luthor, but in that universe, maybe he's all... Or maybe... No, no, no. He's not Lex Luthor. He's actually Steel from another universe. But the ship called him Lex Luthor. Oh! I guess there's a glitch or something. Okay, so the episode I watched was called Man of Steel, and he fights Superman, and he has a hammer, and there's like a big reference to him... Possibly so yeah, he's, steel. he's John Henry Irons, just of another oh, universe. Oh, I thought they were combining the characters. So for that universe, I thought Lex Luthor would be Steel. But you're right. I don't think they've ever in the flashbacks said his name was Lex. He maybe just stole Lex's ship. Yeah. That's interesting. Okay. And I actually like that more than Lex Luthor or fucking Lois. <laughs> Something about that just doesn't sit right with me. <laughs> what do you mean? You mean? I don't like it. <laughs> Batman tried. <laughs> I don't like that either. <laughs> um, get ready. Another long one. Michael, I'm sorry. I'm holding up your sleep schedule. Thoughts on DC? Anyways, in regards to the situation over at DC, I agree with Michael in terms of a hard reboot is needed for DC if they wish to make anything cohesive. At this point, in my opinion, Flashpoint is dead in the water, and it's definitely not a movie I would want a first-time viewer of the Flash seeing. Like kids, first-time viewer... Wait, wait. Like kids getting exposed to the characters for the first time and being confused what's going on. That's a fair point. I'm going to be honest. The DCU or the Snyderverse was a rush attempt to catch up to the MCU and was a failed experiment. Did he, did he, did he put in quotations that you had to say it like that? Yeah, he, he did like the up, uh, the capitalized lowercase. Oh, okay. Snyderverse. <laughs> um, uh, and it was a failed experiment. Jordan is a, Jordan is a voice actor, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and it was a failed experiment with one solid movie, Wonder Woman, while the others are all mixed or terrible or downright trash. A hard reboot would be exactly what DC and WB need if they even dare to compete with Disney and Marvel, in my opinion. Maybe the Batman movie directed by Matt Reeves would be a perfect place to start and kick it off if possible. I mean, that would be the Iron Man equivalent of the DC Universe to start a universe with. 
Patterson is young enough to have a multi-year contract for several DC and Batman movies. Granted, it may have a darker tone than most Batman movies, but hey, that's what Batman is, and you can still expose mature kid fan bases to see it. While the Superman movies are bright and colorful, etc., so and so forth, this is the only way to do it. Hard reboot, new actors, new timeline, no flashpoint. The worst thing I've had to do as a DC fan is when the film appeals to only me and the live-action cinematic DC film... Wait. DC Films should never do this. They need to expose these characters to a new generation of fans, new viewers, and the only way to do it is with a hard reboot. Otherwise, the DC characters will surely fade to obscurity. Matter of fact, a recent poll was taken, I think a couple years ago, and said the popularity of superheroes amongst kids and general audiences. More kids are familiar and know the names of Iron Man, Captain America, Guardians of the Galaxy, Man of Steel, Superman himself... Oh, then Man of Steel Superman himself. Batman barely made the list because merchandise is petering out. Mark my words, if a hard reboot that appeals to this next generation of DC or to fans and general audience doesn't happen soon, DC as a franchise will fade to obscurity to the likes of Watchmen, Invincible, well I think Invincible's kind of taken off now, Spawn, and the like. I really hope those kid-friendly Batman and Superman shows that will debut on HBO Max really hit the ratings to bring in new fans. Otherwise, I prophesize doom. To quote Watchmen, if this doesn't happen, the end is nigh. Oh man, he got real poetic with it. I like it. <laughs> uh, anyways, I think I'll talk about Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse situation next time as this email just now bled into a second page on Google Docs. Yeah, it's long, bro. <laughs> Sorry about that. Anyways, you guys keep well and stay uh, uh Keep well and safe. Wishing you both well. Michael, hope you're safe at work and you haven't had to deal with any uh, anti-maskers checking into your hotel. Um, Because I'm like, now the things are starting to open up again. Like, we're not policing people wearing masks or not. So, yeah, I know. Political bullshit. We have to wear a mask, yeah. but they don't. Like, we're not... Yes. It's, it's, it's suggested they wear a mask, but if they don't, I said Mac. It's, it's suggested they wear a mask, but if they don't, we can't be like, oh, you need to put a mask on. Yeah. That's just like. Which is kind of bullshit. Like, how does this work? Like, if the masks work, shouldn't we all be wearing them? If they don't work, why is it enforced at all? It's the political nature of it yeah, now. I'm, I'm, and, and businesses are only covering their asses with wearing masks because they don't want people that do mask to complain about the business not wearing masks. Potentially hurt their bottom line. Yeah. That's the only reason businesses are, are siding still with like wearing a mask, and that's only really here on like the East Coast. Yeah, because I haven't heard that same like sentiment. I don't know, man. Like places like Texas and shit like that. Exactly. Like, fuck, fuck a mask. <laughs> that's all we need to hear. Yeah. Our president and the CDC said we don't got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so we got two more emails. Um, I'm just emailing. Oh, this is from a poet cartist. Uh, you're not crazy. Oh, this is this vindicates me for all our My Academia talk for the last couple of weeks. I'm just emailing to let Jordan know he's not crazy. In My Academia, I've definitely noticed the butt action. It started with Froppy on the wall that one episode, and that and then Acid Chick, and then Uraraka. I think there there's these strange shots of their butts being strongly defined, so you can see the shape and stuff. It threw me off, and I thought it was I was reading too much into it. But then y'all mentioned it on the pod. When Acid Chick was talking with the team, it gave that weird low-angle butt shot like Joss Whedon was filming this mess or something. 
I think it's kind of strange, personally, because they're like 15 years old. Japan don't give a fuck about that. <laughs> of course not. Uh, but I mean, that's I mean, never yeah, stopped. Look at, look at fucking Food Wars. I mean, yeah. They're, they're all like high school kids. Yeah, and, that, and it's not even just women for that one, because like... The guy, the guy, like everybody gets naked, and most of them are in high school. Yeah, <laughs> full ass clothes blown off. Um, uh, but I mean, that's never stopped the Japanese before from doing stuff like this. So it doesn't surprise me when I really think about it. See, exactly. <laughs> but then, thank you, Poet Cartis, for vindicating me because Michael keeps getting like, man, I haven't noticed any of these butt shots you're talking about. But it's like every episode. I, I still don't notice. What the fuck? <laughs> I want to say even this most recent episode, but I don't remember it strongly. But it's been like basically every episode has been a different butt shot for a different girl. I'm like, who who's animating this? Because it's on purpose. Um, and our last email comes from Joel. This is his follow-up to his Game of Thrones adventures. His watch has finally ended. Let's see what he had to say about the end of Game of Thrones. Joel Jean Baptiste says, finish Game of Thrones. I can't believe it. That was so good. That's what he said. <laughs> no, he said, I can't believe it. I really it was can't. so terrible. Huh? Yeah. How do you fumble the ball so hard? I understand they didn't have any more books to run off of, but they've spent years writing these characters in this story. How could they make the Breaker of Chains burn innocent civilians like she's hunting rabbits? <laughs> she went full Bugs Bunny. Yeah. Uh, how could they have had Jamie Lee Brienne to go back to his no good sister how could they make Cersei the final villain over the fucking Night King <laughs> well yeah now now you feel our pain now you understand <laughs> he's experiencing what Daenerys what, experienced with the what, bells what is he's it? hearing you're, the bells right now you're better with quotes than I am but I'm what, like the uh, Avengers is coming coming into my head did you do it what did, oh. it, what did, it, what did it cost you everything <laughs> Uh, I can't. I really fucking can't. It doesn't compute in my mind. He's like, I guess imagine him sitting there, like in a field position, like, how? How did they do it? It was seven seasons of greatness. Yeah. Eight. And almost eight. They were close. Oh, no. So you said seven seasons. Oh, great. Yeah, 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 well, yeah. I would say six. Yeah, yeah. Six I, seasons I, I of greatness. I still was holding on for seven. No, was- seven, seven wasn't eight. Yeah. Seven was good, but it wasn't great. Yeah. Seven is when you started to notice the cracks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, everything about the core parts of the final season is dissatisfying. Uh, after every episode, I would go find the episode in the podcast where you talked about it. It would be just as... Uh, and I would be just as disbelieved as you two. The Night's Watch still exists. And I can only assume uh, it worth... I, I can so only I started assume... watching Game of Thrones because of this. Because I was on here. Because of the podcast? Yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> the Night's Watch still exists, and I can only assume it's where thieves and rapists go to chill and hang out, because there's literally nothing else for them to do. The Wildlings always complained about the wall blocking them and made numerous attempts getting over it for years to get on the other side, because it had more resources. Why would they all want to move back into a barren wasteland and tundra? Yeah. Good fucking question. Didn't make any sense. None. You could have, and they, they even teased that they could have lived on the other side of the wall, like just uh, far north, but just on the opposite side of the wall. There was like empty lands they could have like settled at, but they just nah. Go back to yeah, go back. <laughs> cast you back into the fucking winter tundra. <laughs> Bullshit. Um, why would 
Why would all the lords of Westeros vote for Bran to be king? They have no idea what the hell he what he is, and that little lol speech Tyrion gave was not convincing. The Lord of Light continuously resurrected Beric so he could protect Arya against some hallway zombies. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that was his destiny. Yeah, Arya being the one to take out the hills. <sighs> With the power of flight and, and super stealth, <laughs> like and yeah, like, how did she get past the entire army? She had to like Hulk leap over the entire army <laughs> of not even just regular White Walkers; those were his knights. Yes, they were like right there, <laughs> yeah. and she somehow got past all without using the face. Like they give they give her this whole. F- oh, I'm about to get mad again. <laughs> it's reliving it. <laughs> they it's, give her this whole amazing. arc of getting the faceless magic. Mm-hmm. Never fucking used it. What happened to the brown, the brown eyes, the blue eyes? She only killed the blue eyes. Oh, that was even a retcon bullshit prophecy too. But still, yeah. like it didn't even come into play at that fucking end of the, the show. You're right. What if, what if she was one of the generals? Yeah, you know I mean, like, like if he's. It would have made sense if she, like the 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 guy, uh, the person he just mentioned, the one I kept being Beric? resurrected after he died. Take she took face? she took his face, mm. pretended to be a walk, whatever the fuck. Yeah. No, no, because it doesn't make sense. She air dashed over the she, whole army. <laughs> if you're gonna make Arya the one to take out the Night King, you have to give her a set of skills that only she can do. Yeah, which is the faceless magic. Mm-hmm. She, she only used that to kill fucking uh, what's uh, his name? Uh, uh, Walder Frey. Walder Frey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, wow, wasn't that cool? And let's never talk about this power again. It's like, what? It's so stupid. That's terrible fucking writing. Exactly. I mean, it's a writer's room, right? There's more people in that room than just one person, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> stupid. Um, I'm not even really mad that it was Arya that killed the Night King. It's just the way she did it. That's exactly what we just talked about. Uh, she must have had to fucking double jump. Oh, and air dash. You said exactly what it's And air dash to get over the zombies and White Walkers to kill him. Yeah. I, I want to like a parody. I remember, where I remember Arya, seeing there was a, somebody made, released a map uh, showing like where Bran was and where she and where was supposed Aura to be. And where she would have had to have gone. Yeah. Like how the fuck? Uh, like, I want a parody where Arya stabs him and he looks over at the general's like, Really, motherfuckers? No one had my back. <laughs> Why are you all even here? Like, she uh, had to have, like, monkey swung yeah. to get to the, like, it doesn't make sense. I was really hoping. Because also, how did she get above him? She, it's like she, she jumped. flew. She, yeah. double, she air dashed and double jumped to be all, It makes no sense. She was fucking. Once, she narrowed or ran to the trees. She was. She's Zahir from uh, Legends of Korra. You know how she learned yeah. how to fly? Yeah. I am the wind. <laughs> Yeah, man, that was such bullshit. And I remember in the moment, like I was really hoping that somehow the Night King had survived, or even if the Night King was like was immune to Dragon Glass and he got stabbed, and nothing happened. Like that'd be so whatever. Writing a better show, anyway. Uh, Air dash, double jumped. They made a shitload of Dragon Glass spears and arrows at Winterfell. It would have made more sense for her ch- for her to chuck a spear or shoot an arrow at him. That would have been fucking dope if she threw a spear from a super long distance, like fucking some, um, what's his name? Some, uh, Troy. Wait, hell of a Troy. That's not it. What's his name? Oh, Achilles from Troy. He would throw that spear super far. I think even Meliodas did it in Seven Deadly Sins. I take that. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. 
I mean, whatever. I better than fucking <laughs> air dashing through the air. Okay, I'm done now. I'm gonna be watching that new prequel series, The House of the Dragon, with the most sour taste in my mouth. The fact that you're even doing it is amazing. Like the fact that you're I'm still, still willing to watch it, but I'm still I, yeah. I basically, like him, I'm looking with, with the screw face. Yeah, it's like man, you better fucking. <laughs> you got lots to fucking prove. Uh, have a good week and stay nerdy, my blur. Especially since this isn't it's, again like it's not based on. Uh, granted, it's not D and D writing it, but it's still. Mm. Not George R. R. Martin. Yeah. And the person who created this motherfucking world. Which I'm like, he's not he's not releasing those last two books at this point. He's getting up there in age and he doesn't look the most healthy kind of guy. He's really big. <laughs> so I'm like I'm like at this point, yeah, it's not happening. And it's funny he takes him so long to write each book and there's still two books left. Yeah. So even if even if even if the book five does come out Book six, not it's not happening. I really don't want it to be a berserk situation where the author berserk died before he finished the series. Because I mean, he's not even, as far as I know, he's not even working on it. He's doing other shit. He keeps doing other shit. Maybe the the ending and the reception to Game of Thrones the series kind of like hurt his, his motivation. I mean, that could be part of it, but I feel like he wasn't even really writing it before the ending. I just feel like he he's such a detailed writer that... And then I know it's got to have some effect on him, because I know... I, I have a feeling that he at least told them what he wanted the ending to be. Oh, for sure. And so, obviously, they try to figure out a way to get there without the emotional buildup. So, he's probably like... He's looking at the reaction to the end of the game like, damn, I don't want to do that. I still want the ending. He's like, damn, do I even want to probably... I'm probably, I'm speaking for him. Like, yeah. I, like I fucking no, know. No, but, but for sure. These are all things I think he'd be thinking too. Because I think the, the way they ended, he does want to get to that point. But I feel like the way to get there for him would have been different. But since people were, had that reaction to that ending and where everybody he ended up... like, dang, should I change the ending? Yeah. And he's talked about that before. I've seen him talk at length about like... Um, not wanting to know fan theories or what fans feel or how fa- fans feel about certain things because of that, because he doesn't want to um, first affect the writing and affect the trajectory of what he had in mind. <clears throat> I, one of my favorite quotes from him, um, it's on YouTube, you can see it in, it's in an interview where he talks about um, uh, it's, it's almost like a warning for what happens in the show, but like if the butler, if, if the audience knows the butler does it. And you've they they've, they've keyed into all the hints you've laid out about the butler doing it, and you find out that the audience knows the butler d- did it. Do you now change your 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 story to make it no? Now it's gonna be the the newsman or the the the, the news delivery guy. Like, you could do that, but then you retroactively um, destroy all that foreshadowing shadowing you built up in your in your series, and potentially makes that resolution unsatisfying and that's a lot of reason why a lot of things in the finale of Game of Thrones season 8 was was unsatisfying because things like Jamie, all those hints over all those seasons of him finally like having a heart and having a, like a, a heart of gold pun intended <laughs> and him him turning away from Cersei's dark influence and at the end of it now he ends up just checking up with her and dying in her arms as shit collapses around them. what? Yeah. <laughs> What the, the girl Brienne, who was like the 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 source of like your motivation to change? You tell her ah, I never loved you. <laughs> it's like wait, what? Well, I do love you, but I don't love you enough. Yeah, exactly. Just, it was just as bad, <laughs> or, or even worse. We tell Tyrion, uh, I didn't give a fuck about the people of King's Landing. I was like, yes, you did. That was the whole core of your character about why you were tortured about killing the king. <laughs> or even the whole thing about uh, this whole Game of Thrones. This doesn't matter. It's, oh yeah. 
It's the battle with the Night King. That's the end game. Yes. No, it's Cersei. Yeah. So who, did, Game of who, who didn't have shit to do at the end of the last... Like, she was just there last yeah. season, that final season. She's drank a lot of wine. Yeah, drank a lot of wine, staring off into the distance. She, mm-hmm. she barely had that many lines. Talking to Euron, who's talking about fucking the queen constantly. I'm going to put the, a baby in the queen's belly. I'm like, what the fuck is this? This is so stupid. <laughs> but yeah, that's it for uh, Game of Thrones talk. Let's get into topics of the week. I guess we just start with Conjuring, since it's the only movie we have to talk about and just get it out the way and then jump into Loki and stuff. Conjuro? Tanjiro? Conjuring? Is that what I said? No, you said, you said Conjuring. Oh. I hear Conjuro. All right, Conjuro. let's talk about Conjuring 3. Conjuro! <laughs> Think about a better show? <laughs> a better thing? Um, let's talk about Conjuring. It's not even called Conjuring 3. It's called Conjuring. The devil made me do it. The court accepts the existence of God every time a witness swears to tell the truth. I think it's about time they accept the existence of the devil. You okay there? Jesus. I think I hurt someone. In 1981, Arnie Johnson pled not guilty. We think this family was cursed. By reason of demonic possession. I am not going before a grand jury and saying he was possessed by demons. Whatever happened that day, that was not Arnie. And for those that know our race from your home, Blurred Vision, I will drop it here. We here at Blurred Vision have a very simple rating system. It goes from poor vision to perfect vision. In the middle, there's passable. And then you have less than passable and more than passable. Thank you, Catchpon. Um, let's just jump into uh, non-spoilery general thoughts real quick. I don't want to talk about this at length because I don't think there's much to talk about. And then... Oh, you give your thoughts. I got to pee. What the <laughs> fuck? Oh, weird. <laughs> Um, like I said, I don't even remember all the details of Conjuring 1 and 2. So for Conjuring 3, just taking it as it is in a vacuum, I mean, it, as a series, this has always been about uh, possession and demonic uh, presences at, in houses. Um, and it's been, a, for the most part, a series based on jump scares and what the spook of the week is. And by the week, I just mean whatever the movie uh, spinoff is so for Annabelle it's a doll and other movies it's a nun a, a key demon and all this other shit and in this movie it kind of goes back to basics with a exorcist style possession but what I think was interesting about this I didn't expect was that it takes a turn into being just a straight up like mystery whodunit type of thing rather than a a a, a typical horror movie like Oh, I'm just, I'm just, could you walk in? <laughs> Jordan's checking out my ass. <laughs> I'm just trying to gather my thoughts as I'm no, talking. You, you were staring pretty hard. Yeah, I was looking at your ass. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, uh, I thought it was interesting in this movie that rather than be like a, uh, a typical horror movie ghost affair, it really becomes like a, a murder mystery almost. And it's, uh, they're trying to track down who's placing curses on uh, different people uh, in in the in the movie, um, and the main character in the beginning it opens up with a, a character taking a, a demon into themselves to save a, a young boy, and then for the rest of the movie it's him being tortured by said demon and 
uh, performing acts of violence. And I think this is, this is based on a true story, right? It is. And I'm always... For me... Pretty much all of them are. Yeah, but quote-unquote true yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'm just so jaded to the fact that I'm like... Get the fuck out of here. This this white guy turns around with blood on his hands. He's like, oh, I think I did something terrible. The devil made me do it. And I'm like, the fact that that's even a case to be pled, I can only think of, I'm like, this is racist. Because <laughs> it was a black person. I was like, the devil made me do it. Guilty. That nigga is guilty. And we're not even like, question this. They would have shot his ass right on sight. Yeah, I think it's even true that, um, this is not sports because it happens in real life, but... Uh, this case does get him. I, I think maybe ultimately, the the innocence plea gets overturned. But there is a non guilty verdict at the end in real life because See, I, of this. Yeah, I didn't look up the actual real life case. I know there's a real life case, but I didn't look yeah. up like what was the. Yeah, result. it ended up being not guilty, but it ended up being overturned later. How the fuck? Exactly. <laughs> the fact that he even got to the point where it was like, yeah, yeah, I believe this, not guilty. I'm about to look this shit up right yeah. now. <laughs> so I think he did serve five years ultimately. But even that, you committed murder, my guy, and you get off for five years because of what? The devil made you do it? Bullshit. <laughs> but in the in the reality of the series, of course, you, uh, of course, they're, they're, ghosts are real, demons are real. So when there are things like a lawyer's like, uh, you want to plead not guilty by reason of possession? Bullshit. It's like, all right, well, we can prove it. Come back to our place and we'll show you Annabelle. And then we're going to show you that this shit is real. And then they cut to... They go to court because the lawyer, obviously, by just experiencing Annabelle once, oh, ghosts are real. So I'm gonna defend your boy with the the the, the possession plea. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> in a movie, sure, but I can't divorce myself from the reality of at some point there was a white guy that pled not guilty by reason of possession, and he kind of got away with it more than you should <laughs> with, a, with a plea case like that. Because it was a black person? No. 25. In fact, you get 50 years to life now because you, you wasted the court's time with this bullshit yeah, <laughs> defense. Uh, I don't see not... Uh, it said they submitted a not guilty plea, but... Um, yeah, the court overruled uh, it due to lack of evidence. And uh, the jury deliberate, deliberated over 15 hours and convicted him... For ten years for first degree manslaughter, ten to twenty years, but he only served five. Okay, so they kind of told the truth then, because I heard it was a thing where the original case got uh, guilty or innocent, but then they went back and they overturned the case, and then they got the the uh, the ten years. I don't know if that's true. This is what I heard. I'm just reading what I'm reading. Okay. What it says on Wikipedia. All right. So at least they made they were truthful about the five years he served, but in the movie they kind of changed it to make it seem like he got those five years because ghosts are real. <laughs> so his plea made sense. Bullshit. <laughs> White privilege is what makes sense, and that's what fucking happened in this case. <laughs> um, but I mean, I think what the strengths of this movie are is just the uh, the, the the actors themselves. And what they bring to the characters. So Patrick Wilson and I, I don't remember what his wife's actors. Uh, Vera name Farmiga. Is. Vera Farmiga. Them together, I like their chemistry. But aside from that, I don't really. I, I didn't have a strong connection to them in the story. And maybe if I remember the, the last two movies and and their arc throughout them, maybe I would have more of like a satisfying conclusion to the story. If this is the end, since this is the end of a trilogy. Um, but. Uh, Overall, I just 
wasn't invested enough in their murder mystery case and them as characters to care about this white guy and his white privilege and him trying to get off for, for, for reasons of possession. Um, were there jump scares? Yeah, but was there any real feeling of menace throughout or suspense? Not really. I feel like this is probably the least scary of the previous Conjuring movies from what I remember. There was a few interesting set uh, pieces. Jordan doesn't like magic. Uh, not even. <laughs> there are a few, but, but once you tell me that it's not even a demon that's actually behind this, but it's a person that summons a demon, it feels less scary because now I can anchor it to like, oh, so it's an, an old lady. That's the real villain here. Okay, interesting. Spoilers. Whatever. <laughs> it's an old lady. <laughs> um... I'm not going to spoil how who that person is or how we get there or what the, her connection is to other people, but, uh, you know, it's a murder mystery. So it's a, if it's this very Scooby-Doo where it's like, oh, who done it? And you can introduce different people and it's like, oh, can we trace down who the actual suspect is from these from these hints? Uh, but yeah, there was there's a few set pieces that were scary, but nothing that really gripped me. Specifically what I'm thinking about is the scene with the waterbed. That, I think, was scary because I, I've experienced... I've, waterbed in my life and just the idea of there being something in it it's done better with Freddy Krueger <laughs> fuck you're right <laughs> but it was interesting so I'll give it that but if I give it a rating I would just give it a passable I wasn't I, I didn't hate it but I also didn't didn't love it to any extent and there's nothing that really stood out in terms of like real scary set pieces that would make me want to rewatch this at all um, but that's just my thoughts what, what about you well, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. This movie was a perfect vision. Word? No. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm pretty much just going to echo everything that you said. Like, okay. The thing that I could definitely gather and tell from this movie is the fact that James Wan was missing as the director. He was not the director from this movie. Mm. As a matter of fact... The director for this movie was the director of The Curse of La Llorona, mm. which was the worst <laughs> of the Conjuring spinoff movies. Makes sense. So, yeah, like, so, I, and, and this is something I told my uh, co-worker, or my, she's not my co-worker, she's my manager <laughs> at work, because she asked me what my thoughts were of, uh, of The Conjuring, and I said, I feel like as a, I, I, the story I was interested in, but as a movie... It was boring. Mm, the concept. Yes. Yeah, okay. I agree with that. So Conceptually, it was like, okay, so now we're going to do like a... It's like a CSI meets X-Files. Yeah, <laughs> so even the murder mystery and everything aspect of it, like, even though it was very much embellished because it's a horror movie, like, they added real demons and magic and murder and that shit doesn't exist in real life. Yeah. Unless you ask certain people, oh, demons are real. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're stupid. But, <laughs> Like that that aspect of like the fact that I was like this is actually a real case and then the story behind the, you know the made up story but still a story behind it mm. based on some level of realism I was interested in that see where it was gonna go and then also like you mentioned the strength of Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga like they were the ones that really drove this movie I feel like more so than the other Conjuring movies because in the in this movie it was more so about them than it was even about the family. Yeah. As opposed to the other Conjuring movies, it was more about the family, and they just got called in to help mm -hmm. with the haunting aspect of it. This was mo this was them, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Farmiga was kind of like the main character. Yeah, she was. She doing was. Most, yeah. So 
that was the strength. And again, going to what I was saying about the story was interesting. That's the stuff I was kind of interested in. Hmm. But again, as a movie, like it, everything was fucking telegraphed in terms of the horror aspect of it. It's like, oh my god, like I'm how I'm staring at my refrigerator right now. So they're gonna zoom in on my face. What's gonna happen? Something's gonna jump out. It's like every fucking horror beat. Yeah, every beat was the same. It was. Like yeah. every time. <laughs> there was nothing new at least James Wan tries to bring new elements to his horror movie like you think of Insidious great movie first Conjure movie great movie second one eh, it was good wasn't mm. great but it was still good mm-hmm. but then you get to this one just like there was an intense from what I remember there was an intensity to those movies that yes. wasn't here yes yeah like it was a typical horror movie paint by numbers in terms of the structure of the movie yeah. but if you had a better director, like again, because it was a really interesting story, they could have made, they could have did something better with it. That's why I felt. Like, that's why I mentioned before. Why I was like, yeah, you definitely feel the absence of James Wan. Yeah, I guess because he's doing Aquaman. Is he still? Oh yeah, yeah. Aquaman too. Yeah. So I'm like, just fucking push the Conjuring back so he can come back to his franchise. Mm. It started with him. Yeah. Should continue with it because because I mean, when it comes to like the war, I could watch plenty of movies with the Warrens. Like I enjoy those characters. Mm-hmm. So and they have a whole like bunch of cases based on real life. So I'll be interested in that. But yeah, overall, like f- yeah, passable. Like I didn't, mm-hmm. all right. I didn't hate it, but it was just like all right. All right, we're on the same page. Is there anything you want to talk about in spoilers? Like what else is there talking about? <laughs> Remember that time where there was the hand on the wall and then because <laughs> it kept happening. Where it was just like you would see like a glimpse of something and then the character would stare real hard. I have nothing else to say. <laughs> <laughs> Passable. That's all I have to say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not really anything to spoil. I, 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 and the thing that thing that caught me off guard, also not was since the movie, but when I got the screener for it, the person that sent me an email like, "Oh, here you go. Here's the screener. You're gonna absolutely love this movie." <laughs> Don't oversell me, bro. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, okay, okay. Mm. And I watched it. I was like. You lied to me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I want my non-money back. <laughs> I want you to pay me for having watched that. <laughs> it's like, um, I didn't love it. You like, know what? I will, I'll give it as a plus, and then I'm talking about spoilers, but um, I like the contortion effect that they were doing when the possession exorcism parts were happening. The the way that the little boy's back would bend around and he would like kind of like, ah, kind of thing. And he kind of did it again with the adult at the end. I mean, I look good. <laughs> That's really it. I mean, it's, it wasn't scary. Like, for a horror, if a horror movie's not scary, you've already feel at your premise. You know what I mean? So I'm like, I just, there was never a point. I mean, I don't want to say that because I've never been scared from a horror movie. Even when I was a child, so. But you can't recognize when something is scary. That's what I'm saying. So I can, but I can recognize when something's good. Yes. So the same thing. That's what. I'm, that's basically what I mean. And for, like for me, I'm, I'm pretty. It doesn't have to be scary if it's a tone and atmosphere. Oh, and also Saw. I forgot James Wan did the first Saw movie. That's why. It, that explains a lot because I didn't know that, but it had intensity. Even the just even, not even like the scares. Just but, the first one. That, that's why it was the best because <laughs> even the the ending to that movie where you, it's revealed that that the, he was there that he was there the whole, the time, whole time that just him and slamming then the, when the, the music door, started playing him slamming like, the, the fuck <laughs> that mo- I'll never forget it it was, it was such a great moment game over he slams the door that's such a better movie than this yeah remember in this movie where the old guy it was that was clearly 
evil was like, yeah, my daughter was the one behind it all. Reveal! And even, 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 even from the trailer, like a lot of like the moment when she runs to the cliff and she looks back at her husband and then the ghost grabs her and pulls her out. Like all that shit was... Like, it was in the trailer. In, yeah, yeah, it was in the trailer. So I was like... Also, in the... All right, I know what's about to happen. In the movie itself, I was just laughing because I'm like, so they're still at the edge of the cliff. The ghost only has one chance to do that. Like <laughs> the ghost only has one grab in him. He's like, Yeah, because ah. yeah, they were holding each other. I'm like... Yeah, on the edge. Yeah. And he's like... And that's a weakened Patrick Wilson who's like... like has like a heart disability from the from demon attack. Yeah. So he's weakened. So I'm like, it'd be real easy just to grab her one more time and they both fall. <laughs> no, that's not how that's not how that works. Because they're main characters. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a moment where they were in the coroner's uh, office or whatever, and and she connects to the witch who's behind all of the curses, and by opening that connection, she opens a connection where the ghosts or whatever can can rise in that room, and it was like this fat dude. Like hulking, like it turns around and like drop the connection, and he starts running toward like. Rrr, rrr, rrr. I'm like, and I guess that was supposed to be scary. I, yeah, I'm, like, <laughs> that's, I'm scared of this. Like this is kind of goofy. Like, rrr, rrr. yeah, and it's it's the way it played out. Like it's the execution of a scene like that that kind of left it lackluster feeling. But yeah, whatever, passable. Not much to talk about. Moving on. That's not what we really want to talk about. Let's talk about Loki! Episode 1, Glorious Purpose. We protect the proper flow of time. You picked up the Tesseract, breaking reality. I want you to help us fix it. Why me? I need your unique Loki perspective. Do I get a weapon? Nah. You really believe in this Loki variant? Luckily, he believes in himself enough for the both of us. Bye. It is adorable that you think you could possibly manipulate me. I'm 10 steps ahead of you. You're not big on trust, are you? You can trust me. Loki, I've studied almost every moment of your entire life. You've literally stabbed people in the back like 50 times. Why never do it again? Um, you know, stop non-spoilers. That's something I was like wondering. Before. I was like, are they gonna release the first two episodes or that's just a special? It's a special for you screener people. <laughs> mm. <laughs> well, you know, I've seen two episodes. Yeah, you say you say that like you literally are, are inviting me to a screener tomorrow. I didn't get that. Oh <laughs> uh, well, I didn't get an invitation to Loki. So <laughs> where's my ad? I mean, I can show you the second episode. <laughs> no, I want to wait. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's not about Loki because, like I was saying before, this is the third series now to debut in Disney Plus. Um, and I, probably one of the more anticipated ones because everybody's, you know, before the Disney Plus specials, th- there were Wanda fans, but I wouldn't think, I wouldn't say that there was many Wanda fans or especially not Falcon fans as there's been Loki fans. Loki's got a whole fucking fangirl army. <laughs> no, that was Legion's a Sam Wilson fan. You didn't know about them? Yeah, where? Where are they? <laughs> the, the birds, the pigeons. <laughs> the, 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 New, pigeons? the New York pigeons. <laughs> no, I'm talking about actual pigeons. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Birdman. Birdman. <laughs> Um, 
But yeah, so I think this is the most highly anticipated uh, uh, series, just in the fact that he's probably the most popular character. It's not a thing; it's a scratch. Yeah, I thought it was. I was like, "What is this?" <laughs> um, so, did it live up to the hype? And episode one is about an hour long, so we always talked about you wanted longer episodes. So at least it's starting off with a lengthy First two episode. episodes are pretty long. Oh, there you go. So we got length. That's one thing Michael wants. Yeah, I like it long. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. And this is uh, Loki dealing with the Time Variance Authority. Is that what their name is? TVA. TVA. And we're fine. We're it's expansion of the uh, the MCU's uh, universe. We finally get we we learn more about how the multiverse and uh, timeline prime works in the MCU. And at first it was just like, wait, is basically Loki meets bureaucracy? That's kind of what the joke here is. Just mm-hmm. having Loki kind of go through what seems like a, an average like bureaucratic system of like stamping paperwork. We see a lot of that in trailers. Stamping paperwork, waiting in lines, um, getting uh, cute cartoon tutorials about things. It's very Beetlejuice. Yeah, yeah, like the afterlife. Yeah, the like, afterlife. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, it's a direct continuation of the events of Endgame, which we all kind of speculated knew. Um, where he grabs the Tesseract and teleports to a different part of the world trying to escape. But the TVA is like, uh-uh-uh, hold up here. Nah, we're not, we're not doing this. You're going to fuck up the timeline. And they did a thing in the very beginning of the show that I was like, wait, so he's fucking up the timeline, not the Avengers fucking up the timeline? And they're like, no, that was meant to happen. But you, you weren't meant to happen. It's like, fuck. <laughs> it, it was great. It was convenient. Yeah, the Avengers were meant to happen. They were meant to meddle in time. Yeah. But you, nah, you weren't, you weren't supposed to escape. But I liked it because it was my first question when the whole kind of scenario was playing out. And even the way it, it played out in the scene was funny because Loki was like, oh, shit, really? <laughs> Fuck, I thought I had, a, I had it in there. Um, and it's just cool seeing a Loki that doesn't have all the character development post-Avengers um, and still has all that ego and glorious purpose and smarm that he had from yeah, the first Avengers. Literally after he tried to destroy the world or rule the world in Avengers. Yeah, before he got humbled yeah. in every movie after that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to see how he deals with basically having his shit read. That's basically this whole thing. The whole first episode is, Loki, sit down. We're going to read you your shit. <laughs> and this is who you say you are. But are you really that guy? Or are you faking? And he's like, no, I'm really that motherfucker. I'm a badass motherfucker. Oh, yeah? Well, here are your receipts. And he's like, shit, you're right. <laughs> and it's, just, it's such an interesting... In a world where WandaVision... And it's all, I guess the theme of Phase 4 really is trauma and healing. Because if, if WandaVision... She needed a therapist to kind of deal with her issues. Uh, Falcon Warrior Soldier, Bucky needed Sam to be his therapist to deal with his issues. In this uh, in this uh, Sam, series, Sam Sam needed uh, Isaiah to be his therapist. Yeah, yeah. In this series, it's Owen Wilson who is Mobius, uh, Mo, uh, Agent Mobius, who is Loki's therapist. <laughs> it's like everybody's therapist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I like it, and it's just in this first episode getting insights into. Because we've seen Loki's arc through the MCU movies to go from the god of mischief to being humble with the death of his father and mother to to working side by side with Thor and then dying a hero. But we never actually got to see him talk out his issues, to talk about why it is he does the things he does. Why is it that if he does have that 
you know, soft nudity center that we've seen now in Thor Ragnarok and Infinity War and, and even lesser extent Dark World. Where does that like where does that come from and why does he do all these terrible things if that is his nature to some extent? And I think this episode did a great job of kind of explaining that and laying it out there and in a natural way where you feel to to kind of jump from Avengers one Loki to not he's of course he's not there yet but to to kind of catch him up literally and figuratively up to speed with where his MC original MCU counterpart was at by the end and I really enjoyed it um, more than I thought I would because uh, I even though like I started by saying Loki's probably the most popular character so this by virtue of that his series is probably most anticipated I actually wasn't I actually was anticipating Loki as much as the other shows because I thought you know, that WandaVision is my most anticipated yeah because I thought Loki's story was done like I thought that it was a good way for his story to end and this felt kind of like Dragon Ball Z rules where nobody really dead just like with Vision like no he's yeah he's dead but we're gonna bring him back as white Vision we're not gonna let him stay dead and I felt like Loki was kind of the same thing comic book rules yeah but I like stakes I like things to be permanent too I like, I like changes in status quo um, but they found a really interesting I think valid way to bring him back and extend his story um, and I'm curious from this first episode to see where that goes especially with some twists toward the end you find out where can't make this joke yet, but once we get in the spoilers, I will. I'm like, oh shit, isn't it? <laughs> I'll say that. But I was like, what? Yeah, you know, same cadence, not the right words, but uh, you'll know what I'm talking about when we get there. Uh, so how did you? So if I would give a rating, I'd give the first episode perfect vision, and I'm super excited to see where it goes. And for somebody that's seen the first two episodes, I'm curious to know what your thoughts are. What the fuck? Go dust. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Wait, are you trying to use your powers? They don't work in the TVA. No, yeah, they don't, they don't, they don't work on Blur Vision. Like, That's the, thing, the, the, the comedy in this is funny. They, they don't, my powers don't work on Blur Vision. But yes, going, <laughs> going into the series, I was very nervous with just like what you said, like Loki's story was done. Like, what are you doing with bringing him? Oh, because he's popular. Let's tell this story. It's like, what are you, like, yeah. what is the show? My, and my biggest worry was like, also because. We've seen all that character development with Loki from event well from Thor to Thor the Dark World to uh, uh, skipped Avengers Avengers um, Ragnarok and then Infinity War and now you're taking a Loki that had all this growth and you're going right back to the Avengers Loki who's still about world domination and all that stuff and you're getting that Loki and giving him his own series I'm like oh so we're backtracking with this character so mm. everything that you gain from everything that you gain from him is just getting erased yeah. with a new series like we, we've gone through this song and dance already yeah. but I appreciated that even though we're still kind of going through those same beats with this character they're doing it in a much different way yes and he's ultimately getting to the same place he was in uh, Avengers Infinity War but the way they're doing it, I, I, I like. And it's interesting. Yeah. And you're also getting a lot more different variations from Tom Hiddleston in the sense of, like you said, you didn't really get much of Loki's psyche. Every, all the character development... <laughs> all the character developments that we got from Loki was in service to Thor. 
Like, yeah. sure, we got development from Loki, but it really was just as Thor's foil. Yeah. And, and and I mentioned this plenty of times before, and it's the thing that I love about the Disney Plus series, is it's given these characters that we've never would have had these character development moments in the movies time to shine. Like, this is Loki series. It's called Loki. Yeah. So he's getting development outside of Thor and Odin and Asgard and Hela and all this mm. other stuff. And yes, they're mentioned. And I like the... the uh the meta reference that he's not the main character of his own story. Yeah. They literally say that in the episode and it's like, yeah, it's kind of true. <laughs> and so I, I like that the, these characters are still mentioned because obviously they're his family, but it's now instead of him being a service to them, now they're being, their, their reference is in service to him. Yeah. And so I like that. So, you know, you got a lot of emotional investment in the, this first two episodes. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm not going to talk about the second episode, but I feel like because I, I, I saw some complaints when people were saying like this episode, it was just a basically a clip show. It was just to catch like, oh, you, you didn't learn anything new. It's just just flashbacks. That's a gross summarization. I, I've seen people say that, but a I'm gross like, simplification. I'm really? like, I can understand that. No, not really, because there was new things. Like, yeah, even, that's, even that's just the true. chemistry or, or, the, or the emotional weight that you saw Loki reacting to his life. Yeah, that's that's not a clip show. No. That's more of like a, a MacGuffin within the episode. It's a plot device. Yeah, yeah. Or the chemistry between Owen Wilson and. Uh, Tom Hiddleston like I thought they were great that was great and he he completely like I was worried that I would just see Owen Wilson but he completely like kind of melted into the Mobius character and yeah Mar- Marvel keeps doing a unique and uh, job with in terms of like casting like they're bringing these characters and actors that you're just like Owen Wilson like really yeah. the wedding singer <laughs> <laughs> and then you see him in, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and you're like Oh, he actually like he works. Yeah, he works well. It's not Danny Rand and Iron Fist, but <laughs> no, <laughs> or like Mike Colton, which is which is a good thing. Yeah. So more times than not, they do great with their casting. Obviously, they have some missteps. I blame Netflix on that. <laughs> yeah, but it's still Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, obviously they have some missteps, but overall, for the most part, they do great with their casting. Yeah. And Owen Wilson is just another example of that because yeah, like I said, I really wow. enjoy their I really enjoy their chemistry. I really enjoy their banter. Yeah. And the, also the thing I like about this series that is even different from like Falcon and Winter Soldier, I would say is and and a lot of the marvel property like this show feels different than Mm. a lot of the stuff that marvel does and even in the sense of like obviously marvel has their jokes everything you know they always have to throw their jokes in there but the thing that this show does that i love that they're doing so far and i'm hoping they don't fuck it up Mm. is marvel has a very terrible habit of cutting tension with jokes Mm. They've done it so many times in so many different movies, but in this, they didn't do that here. Like, there's moments where Loki's well, going. They kind of do. I feel like they didn't. I mean, they do, but it depends on how severe the the joke cut is. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes it, it works for me, other times it doesn't. Because there are jokes, but I, I feel like it wasn't like in moments of like deflating the severity yeah, def- of it, def- deflating drama or tension. Mm. Like, there's there's moments where Loki gets really emotional, yeah. and they didn't, like, throw a joke in there. Like, no, they li- they lived in it. Yeah, yeah. And I, I appreciate that, because I'm getting a little tired of the little, the, oh, Asgard is destroyed. Oh, let's throw in a joke. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, what are you so afraid of, Marvel? Like, living the drama. Mm-hmm. I'm off of the drama. Glorious purpose! <laughs> um... I can't talk about that. <laughs> but no, okay. So, but yeah, overall, I I, I enjoyed the first episode. I, I would give it, and, and also like, 
I just like the the getting this new this new player involved, the TVA, and you know they're gonna show play a much bigger role, especially with have especially to. with Kang the Conqueror being introduced at a some certain point. And given the nature of how powerful, like it's like if there's a hierarchy in the MCU right now, this is at the top of that hierarchy. Yeah, they're definitely at the top right now. Yeah. So would you rate it? Perfect vision. Okay, so jumping the spoilers. Both episodes. So, so the joke I was trying to make before, but couldn't say it yet. Again, spoilers, guys, for episode one of Loki. But uh, so we're introduced to Agent Mobius um, uh, investigating a time variant that is like possibly the worst time variant they've ever experienced, and they open with it. I remember we talked about. And the news was that Mephisto was going to be the villain of the series. So when they show like the the it's like it's in a church, so they show like I was the like painted, Mephisto, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they show the painted glass of a devil, and it's like oh, the devil uh, gives gifts because it gave a little kid gifts, I guess to keep quiet or something. I don't know. But then at the end, it's revealed that the time variant that they're searching for is Loki himself, and I'm like, wait, so that doesn't mean Loki's Mephisto? It's <laughs> 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 so like, is that what that means? Is there going to be a different character who's Mephisto? Because the fact that they liken the devil to the time variant they're chasing, and then the Mo- and the agent Mobius tells Loki that the variant he's is the, Loki he's himself. The God of mischief. Yeah. Does that just mean that we're doing the Ultimate Universe thing here, and we're combining Mephisto's concept with Loki, and Mephisto is just a darkest timeline Loki? No. No. So you think there's going to be a Mephisto separate from the if variant? They, if they do, they're not. Well, as far as I know, there's no Mephisto in this show. Oh, like it's actually Loki. It's actually Loki. Oh, but I thought the the news was revealed that Mephisto was going to be in this show. That's what I thought. But as of right now, two episodes, it's Loki. Like he's met the variant, and it's Loki. Yeah, I know it's Loki, but he doesn't have like an alternate name. His name's Mephisto. Like they call me Mephisto oh, no, here. No. Oh, that's confusing. The line was just. So you're you're me? No, I think he, I'm no. What, what is it? You're just another version of me. And then the other person's like, no, I think you're just a, a, a lesser version of me. Like they go back and forth because uh. he's like, oh, it's, I'm, <laughs> I'm the superior Loki. So that's the only way to make a Loki a good guy to fight more evil Loki. <laughs> Pretty much dark timeline Loki. <laughs> See, I thought maybe like the idea was because like, they did that in Ultimate Universe a lot. Where, like they, they would combine characters. <sighs> what? I can't say it. Never mind. What, it's episode two stuff? <laughs> I was just going to say, like, the way they're doing it, I, I like what they're doing, but I hate what they're doing. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know what that means. <laughs> because, okay, I can... Hmm. Don't don't spoil don't spoil me. <laughs> no, it's hmm. all right. I can say this because this was this was actually conf- or shown or said or whatever. Okay. But basically, Marvel in their like spotlight of Loki, they released like a thing saying that it's confer- it's canon that Loki is sexually fluid or gender fluid or whatever. What like they release? put his gen- they they showed a picture of, like his like his uh, jail profile or whatever for the TVA and it says sex fluid. What? So you know, because okay. you know, in the comics, Lady Lady Loki, he switches yeah. between genders every so often. So they're saying, oh yeah, MCU's version of Loki is gender fluid or whatever. It's not. It's, but not, has he ever it, even turned into a that's, woman? That's why I was like in the MCU. It's hmm. what do I complain about all the time? Like proper representation. Like, this is gonna be. So I, that was a headline. That was a headline. It's gonna be Marvel's way of trying to have their cake and eat it too. Oh, uh, like they're gonna. <sighs> Never mind. 
Never mind. Ask, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, does that mean that the Loki? Because they never show what the Loki looked like. They only show a person in like a cloak that set the time variation officers on fire. It's a woman. Actually, it's not even a spoiler. Yeah, I that's what I was like. It's not really a spoiler. That was actually kind of talked about before the release. But yes, it's Lady Loki. Ah, uh, well, so, I guess it's more interesting than just being Tom Hiddleston again, because then he's just acting versus himself. Okay, that's not that's not a huge spoiler. Because like, the I remember there being breakdowns about like, oh, Lady Loki's in this series. Okay. So maybe she's Mephisto. <laughs> you don't know yet. <laughs> what I'll say is like, it's their way of having, it's like, oh, we're introducing a Lady Loki, mm. but it's not, it's not Loki. So how does that make his gender fluid? That's what I'm, that's my point. <laughs> yeah. I don't get that. Unless he can become so her. Like, that's why I was like, they're trying to have their cake and eat it too by giving us a, you give, they're giving us Lady Loki, but it's not Tom, like it's not Loki. Like it's a different version of Loki. Also, there's a universe where, what? Thor's female too or everybody's female in that universe or something or gender swap universe how's that work unless they come out and say oh like I used to look like you but now I look like that like but even if they say that it still would be like but it's not our look like you're still giving oh it's having a cake and eating too it's like oh this is a different version of Loki you could put that aside yeah and like oh yeah this Loki just likes to be a woman but it's still not our Loki uh, weird interesting so I don't, <laughs> yeah I don't know uh. and ultimately like, like I don't know I've only seen two episodes I don't know what they're gonna do but I just I'm like, it's just another example of why I have no faith in these fucking companies. I mean... <laughs> Happy Pride Month, guys. Yeah, they're only allies by virtue of it helps their bottom line. If it doesn't help their bottom line, they wouldn't even do it. <laughs> they don't give a fuck about that. I'm like, but they that- do it for the headlines to promote their shows. That's what they do it for. Look, you you're fluid. You're going to watch the show now, right? <laughs> it's really what it is. <laughs> um, but for the episode itself, I mean, I, I love things like the moment where Loki tries to find the Tesseract... Like, I will gut you like a fish. What? What's, what's a, a fish? fish? Wait, that, murder. That's what I mean. Murder. Murder's, murder's at the table here. But then he realizes. I do not that, know what a fish is. Because yeah. I've never left the TV. Yeah. But um, I like that moment where he realizes, like, wait, these are Infinity Stones? It's like, yeah, we use those paperweights. And it's like that. You can see it. He didn't explicitly say it, but you see in his head the gears turning of like, wait, so I've only sought my power my whole life. And here, the things that are the most powerful things I thought existed are paperweights. Like, what am I doing this for? Like, what is all this for if this is what power means here? You know what I mean? I assume that's why he said, like, is, is this, this the most powerful yeah, place? Is this the greatest power in the universe? Yeah. And then he went back to watch the highlights of his life. But I'm like, there's got to be lived. something bigger than that, right? Right? I'm sure. But but just in terms Obviously of, like... besides the timekeepers. I mean, bigger than them. Probably. But just right now... Galactus! Yeah, probably. But his, his concept of what power was, this place kind of shatters that. And in a world where he only wanted power, that was his only motivation. And I love that that Owen Wilson kept ch- kept ch- like challenging that. He kept asking him, like, all right, you come rule the world, then what? What happens then? And you could see like the, the narcissism of him, like, now nah, I rule all of Midgar and every all nine realms in space. <laughs> and then okay? what? And then what? It's like... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and it's like do you really want to rule is that really what you want and just that line where after he like watches the events that he had experienced from the future from you know Thor Ragnarok and Infinity War and all that stuff seeing his mother die seeing his father die seeing uh, just the fact that they're seeing Asgard explode yeah there's a timeline where his brother is proud of him and like all the basically the best moments of Loki throughout the MCU 
and seeing him kind of cope with that emotionally and then getting to the point where when almost asked him again like you know so like why do you do this and he's like this place is an illusion just like what i do is an illusion and it's an illusion from someone weak trying to project strength and it's like that explains why he does the shit he does where he, like, he kept questioning like do, do you want to hurt people do you like hurting people and like they show moments from even the first Avengers where he, he ripped up the guy's eye and he's like kind of smiling about it and he's like and you can see but you could tell that when he has to look at his most heinous crimes he he kind of like deflects he, he won't even look at he would look away he'll be like nah it's not, you're, you're just trying to trick me like this is not like the, the, you don't you don't understand the power that I possess and what my destiny is like and it, it, my decisions are my own you can't tell me that things I do are, are predetermined because he wants control if Loki doesn't have control over what he thinks his life is if it, the things he does the people he's hurt ultimately are for nothing he has to reconcile that with like oh shit then what am I doing this for I mean, but also oh, he, even think about going back to the first Thor movie the reason he went against because b- b- because back then in the beginning of the movie he was still fighting with Thor and everything like that mm-hmm. the reason he went against them is when he found out that he wasn't actually Asgardian yeah and he wanted to try to prove himself like even after like after the end of the movie he was like I did it for you father like yeah. he wanted to prove himself to his father that's all he like after everything he still even even finding out that Odin was his actual father he still loves Odin yeah, and he he just wants Odin to accept him, and he feels like Odin never accepted him. Mm. So he's like, maybe if I just do this, you know, you know, project strength, the weak projecting strength, maybe Odin will finally love me. Yeah, just a sad kid trying to find love somewhere. Yeah, I mean, they even kind of said that. Like, you're, a, I don't, I don't remember which episode, but like, he said something about him being a sad boy. Like, I see a boy. Mm. I don't think that was this episode. It's probably the second episode. No, so yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's true, and you, you see that in that moment. Um, I, I just love how that whole. That whole sequence played out because it made, and like you said, just just it's not a clip show. It's it's more about seeing a Loki that has an experience, yeah, hasn't experienced those moments. How does he how does he cope with that? How does how does he internalize that? How does he feel about his decisions? Seeing a timeline where he actually is bef- like befriends Thor and he's there for him and they're brothers to the end and even when he dies the la- I love that they showed it the last moment it's where Thor Thor holding him yeah, yeah it's over like, his body like fuck I'm an asshole <laughs> but yeah just, just basically hey hey Loki you're full of shit here's the receipts and he just I can't deny it <laughs> it's like fuck you're right <laughs> but yeah it's, it's getting to the same place but in a different way, and in, in this way, we see Loki's psychology more. I just really appreciate that from this show so far. Um, and if it keeps up with that in the rest of the series, I think this is probably going to be one of the best. And I hope they don't drop the ball like they have been at the end of each of these shows. Yeah, as of right now, obviously, it's only one episode. Hmm. But... I would say that I'm enjoying Loki more than the other two so far. You mean in terms of where it was in that first episode? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I agree with that. I think even after the first episode of Falcon Winter Soldier, my reaction was, I wasn't as intrigued. I was pissed off by the end because of John Walker's stupid smile. It was like, oh, racism. <laughs> but in terms of like my intrigue to see where this goes, I think I've been the most intrigued by Loki. It was yes. so surprising. I'm just my only thing is I'm just hoping because you know six episodes I'm hoping they don't like pour a good pour a good bucket of milk and fucking kick it over. Mm. 
they, the potential of rushing through a plot line like this is is high because of how short the series is. But I also don't know what this series is going to be about. Ultimately, is it just about defeating woman Loki, evil woman Loki? I mean, that's that's so far. That's what see. It seems to be a straight detective story. And then how does this end, though? Does he stay in the TVA and now Loki's a Time Bureau guy and he'll show up in the MCU as like, hey, I'm here as the Watcher kind of stand in? Or maybe because I mean, I don't think he's slated to be in Thor: he, Love and Thunder. He isn't. It's not like. He, just based off this first episode, it doesn't seem like a situation where they're going to slot him back into a timeline. And then also with that, like... And if he does, he just dies again. It's not like... <laughs> the timeline's set. Like, he, if he goes back to any timeline and lives his life, he's going to live out the same events that we've already seen. Yeah. So he's got to kind of stay unless, unless there's some way for him to erase his memory. Or, I mean, he, keep, same I mean, he keeps his memory. Oh, and then but then he changes the timeline, and the whole point of this is that he can't change the timeline. <laughs> I mean, but the timeline's kind of technically changed, though, right? You take Loki out, that changes a lot of shit. Well, because how, how does Thor win in Thor: The Dark World by teaming up with Loki? So that changed. Now Loki's out of the equation. That mm. changes the timeline. So you think we're going to do a vision here where they're going to reset it by the end and put him back in his proper place, and then he lives it out and dies, or maybe. I mean, we say that, but even they did a backdoor, like exit for Vision with the White Vision thing. So it's just, I don't I don't see them doing all this not to have some kind of like pull court release of like I mean, oh they, we can bring Loki back now. Because I'm like, but also then again, they, he he does he's like he, I can't go back, can I? And yeah. he's like, no. Yeah. But I'm also like, why not though? Because if he goes back, he's just gonna die. Yeah, but isn't that what's supposed to happen? It is. So she should be able to go back. It's about uh, fixing the timeline, right? Oh, well, that's a good point. What happens to that timeline he left? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Do they just erase that timeline? I would assume because otherwise, how do they have all those infinity stones? Right? Like, they just, it's not like they just pluck it out of the timeline, and never bring it back unless that timeline didn't exist anymore, right? Was that the whole thing in um, Endgame with uh, the Sorcerer Supreme's speech, ancient one? It's like it has to exist. Yeah, it has to exist. Yeah. So if they just have a bunch of Infinity Stones in their drawer, doesn't that imply that those universes don't exist anymore? See, so talk about pruning. Doesn't pruning mean removing? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So maybe that. Yeah, maybe that version of the. Everybody in that timeline's dead. Yeah, everybody in that timeline's dead. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that would make sense. Otherwise, if because it, it, if it continues to exist, it's a branch in the timeline. So there's a multiverse, and the whole idea behind TBA is that they they don't want a multiverse because there's a multiverse war or some but shit. Then I'm like, so this definitely has to connect to Doctor Strange, then, right? Multiverse of madness. Ma- yeah, multiverse of madness. It's not supposed to be a multiverse. Yeah. So the TVA show up there. Like the TVA fail. That's what. Yeah. So that's basically what, what happens by the end of this. This TVA fails. That'd be crazy. And cool. <laughs> Which actually makes... Never mind. What, it makes sense? Because I'm thinking about the second episode. Oh, god damn it. <laughs> you ain't spoilers. <laughs> um, I mean, is there Shit anything else? happens in the second episode. <laughs> okay, I'm excited then. Is there anything else you want to talk about in this episode? Yes. What? Loki better be bisexual. And like what? Express it in the actual happy, show? Happy Pride. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like, actually, it's like, what do you want? Do you want that? I want to see said? him make out with Prodigy. Who's that? From uh, Young Avengers. I don't fucking know that. Fuck you. Is he in MCU? No. Oh, then what the... <laughs> Bring him in MCU. <laughs> Bring him in just to make out with him. Okay. Uh, all right, so let's move on. Let's jump into... Uh... Oh, you didn't see Sweet Tooth, right? No. Oh, I guess we'll save that then. You know, I, I have a Sweet Tooth. Though. I did watch the first couple episodes of that, and I enjoyed it. 
But yeah. we'll talk about my academia now. I have a sweet tooth. I want some ice cream. Because it gives you abs. I, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> um, so for My Academia, this week's episode was titled... I need more than that. Oh, I did enjoy it. What the fuck? Oh, you want me to actually give like, well, a little it, mini review for you? Don't, you don't have to tell me. The, what, what is this fucking deer boy? <laughs> oh, so you didn't read the comic either? I no. thought you read the comic. Oh. Um, it's, it's literally COVID-19, the worst case scenario timeline. That's what the whole series premise is. There's a virus that breaks out, and it's basically super COVID, where if you get it, your pinky... Oh, shit, I hit my mic. The pink, your pinky twitches. It's like the sign that you have it, and it seems like basically a death sentence when you get it. There's no... As far as I can tell... If I just have a nervous tick. That's what I thought. Like, you know when your, your leg shakes when you're like you're nervous or something? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, what if you're, you're pinky... Sometimes I do. My arm like twitches or something, like if I have like a weird... I don't know what it is. No, it's just crack withdrawal. Oh, oh I'm fucking tweaking. But yeah, your pinky twitches and it's like you get COVID symptoms and you die um, and at the same time that that virus starts and it's all like wearing masks social distancing it's a one to one to what's been happening with COVID um, but at the same time uh, humans are being born so all new human births are those hybrid kids and you're just you're just born a hybrid it's random so you're and, and the main character of the series is Gus aka Sweet Tooth and he's born half deer um and the first episode, just no spoilers, but um, it's basically uh, about Gus being raised by his father away from the chaos of the cities that are being burned and destroyed with a, a rampant virus going through it. And at the same time that that's happening, because the, like, the they call hybrids are being born instead of normal human children, there's a lot of racism and paranoia and fear. Um, yeah, of course. And it's just, I, I got... It, I don't know. I didn't read the comic. I heard this is not as dark as the comic. Um, but I think it's interesting how much of a parallel it is to what feels like what's happening in modern society, where the hybrids are kind of a metaphor for the next generation coming up, and the adults and the people in power are afraid of change. So they automatically want to destroy the hybrids for no reason other than they just, the paranoia of like, oh, they, well, they started popping up when the virus happened, so it has to be their fault, right? So you get like hard right-wing terrorists that create like anti-hybrid groups and because like uh, over the course of like the 10 years that the virus and the hybrids are being born, um, society breaks down and it's like uh, the internet goes down and it's like an apocalyptic kind of scenario where everybody kind of like um, breaks off in the fa- and it, it's it's kind of scary because it makes you think about what would happen in our society if that were to happen and it feels pretty accurate to what would happen I feel like and you don't think about it but without the internet once the internet goes down you lose that connection to the rest of the world and that that larger perspective about what what what's happening and like how people feel about things that are happening so the way the story explains it once the internet went down that's basically the end of the world because then people just broke off into their own little like uh uh factions and we've seen that happen with shit even like this year at the beginning with like the white house being stormed imagine those people now they have no uh, nothing holding them back and now they can form everybody that had guns and been stocking up for the the world to end. Now they're the ones in power because they're the only ones that are armed and the only ones that ha- have power. Because what is power if not just people, if not just manpower plus uh, being armed? And it's just it's, it's interesting. 
kind of glimpse into what could happen in our reality if if the virus became out of control and it's like fuck it's kind of scary and just the fact that you know just small things people wearing masks people being paranoid about people coming to their homes because you know if you got the virus up mask up like i don't know what you fucking got i don't know if you've been vaccinated what the fuck <laughs> um what somebody just followed me and i clicked their profile i'm like what is this <laughs> wait what do you mean Whoa. <laughs> exactly. It's <laughs> a lot of butt cheek on a man. Um, but yeah, I think it's really endearing, though. The story of Gus and his father and them kind of living an isolated life away from the, the, the rest of the world as it kind of descends into chaos is interesting. Um, and, and the kid that plays Gus is super sweet. Um, it'd be really easy for a show like that to be annoying with a main character who is a kid. And he's even... After all the times he grows up throughout the time skips of the first episode, by the end of it, he's still only like 12 or something like that. Um, but yeah, I'm not annoyed by him. And the relationship he forms with another main so character. So not like the little kid from uh, Wrinkle in Time. No. Oh my <laughs> God, no. Fuck that kid. <laughs> You're beautiful. You're my favorite. Fuck you, kid. Shut up. No, this kid's actually sweet and endearing. And he's cute because he's he's like Goku where he's, he hasn't lived his life around people so he's like he everything's new to him candy's new to him um people are new to him how the world works is confusing for him because he doesn't he doesn't understand racism because he's lived away from people other than his father so you know everyone else in the world sees a hybrid and they want to kill him poach him cut off his ears uh, mount his head like a trophy but um you know he's got that that cute goku naivete um and dark things do happen but like I said, it's not as dark as what I heard the comic is, so I'm curious to see where it goes. I've only watched the first two or three episodes, but from what I've seen so far, I really enjoy it. So I'm going I'm to keep watching. Um, and I didn't think I would enjoy it. Even when I first started watching, I was like, ah, I don't really want to watch this. This doesn't seem like something to be up my alley. But surprisingly, I, I think the story is compelling. I think the characters, um, no spoilers for what happens in the first episode, but the one of the characters he ends up with, Gus, Gus ends up with, um, their relationship's interesting. Reminds me of like a Last of Us kind of thing with uh, Joel and Ellie. But, yeah, if I were to rate the first couple of episodes, I'd give it a... I would say more than passable. Just because it's topical, because it's it's endearing. Um, I'm curious to see where it goes. That, could, that rating could go higher or lower depending on where it goes, but for, for so, so far, I'd give it a solid more than passable. Um, and for My Academia, this week's episode titled uh, Our Brawl, I think. I'm not looking at my notes, but I think it's called Our, Our Brawl. The conclusion to the Class A and Class B battles. Uh, after Deku lost control of his powers, Class B did not give them any chance to fucking recover and immediately went back into fighting. And this was kind of the end of that bout. Uh, how did you feel about this episode of My Academia? I liked it until the end. Until the end. I was like, oh, that's disappointing. Wait, what? Spoilers for my game. Like Academia. how it end like the ending of the, the, the fight. Like how he just dropped he jumped you, on Shinzo. I understand like I'm like, you want him to I, the I, lose I, I, or? Get, I get like a battle between Shinzo and Deku. It's not a fight. It's not a fight. <laughs> but still the fact that it was like And he was handicapped. <laughs> the fact that it was just like, I got him. Then they cut to the next scene, they're all in the jail cell. So I was like, I wanted to see a bit like a a, 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 a I don't know. I wanted really? to see more of a fight. I was actually hyped by that ending. Especially when he was like, Oh, you're gonna fight without your quirk? So I thought that's what they were going to do. Like, oh, you mean when in the very beginning where uh, Shinso overpowered Deku? Like, wait, what? Yeah. 
So I thought there was going to be more of him fighting without the quirk, and also to see how good Deku could or could or isn't without his quirk. Well, we've seen that for like the first season. <laughs> yeah, but so what? Well, the whole was, first season, like, I can't use my quirk. But even with the first season, it was he he, he beat Bakugo technically without he, his quirk. He he was but he he was using his quirk, but it wasn't in a like a. No, there were times where he fought without. Remember in the first uh, fight with uh, like the first test they did, where it's Bakugo and and e no what was it bakugo and ida versus uraka and deku remember that i guess he did use the squirk but he didn't use it against bakugo he punched into the sky and that punch opened up an opening for uraka to grab the uh the the base missile or whatever to win the round i was like wait but he didn't punch bakugo he punched no he didn't punch bakugo he punched up yeah 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 yeah. but technically he he uses quirk against bakugo so there were times. I mean, the whole first season is him using his but he powers. Was, without, but he was trying to use this quirk. He okay, just didn't. Okay. <laughs> he just didn't know a, a right opportunity. Yeah, but he was handicapped though for most of this fight because he didn't want to use. He didn't want to get full access to his quirk. Although, and, and that also another thing, I was like, "That's convenient." What? Oh, I can't use. I get this new power, but I can't use it because <laughs> it's already broken. He's too powerful. But, that's, but that was. But that's exactly what I was like. Oh, so this is the writers just like, oh no, we this he's too powerful right now. Well, wait, wait till he gets a bigger threat. Yeah. Right now, I guess the students like, I'm like, then why introduce it now? Like, <laughs> to set it up. It's a it's a foreshadowing. Yeah, for later. I get that, but I was like, all right, that's convenient. Like, oh, I haven't mastered it yet. I was <laughs> like, I mean, the fact that he even used it at all, I was like, that's fast. But I was I was happy again. I was happy when the the immediate response was like, oh, I feel it. This is hurting me real bad. I can't use this until I'm like stronger with one for all. So I was like, all right, good, because he's too like, You are stronger. You're 20%. You'd have never been able to use that before. Maybe he's gotta be 50. Dunno. But then use like two percent of the the, the, the vines. The vines. <laughs> like you can't like He can't control like he can't control the super strength at first. I don't know. But I like but I did like they were asking questions. It's like, how does that translate to super strength? Yes. <laughs> it was like, that seems pretty far off from what super strength is. So but like because you shouldn't have more than one quirk. And if you do have other variations of your quirk it should be an extension not like a completely new power and yeah. that kind of is it's like energy hands so I felt like the, the people should have asked more questions it was just like Deku what happened yeah be like no we, we go to the nurse's office we need to study you yeah <laughs> they, just, they keep doing that though it's just like yeah it's fine write it off it's like um no <laughs> I mean, besides, besides feeling like the battle was a little anticlimactic, I wanted a little bit more, especially considering like what we got from the Bakugo fight. I was like, all action pace. Again, mm. not to say this wasn't action, but I feel like last week's episode had a little bit more action compared to this week. I feel like it wrapped up with Deku last week. Yeah. Okay. I feel like this. I feel like this second half of the fight wrapped up too quickly, without like the breakneck. This episode was just mostly about like. Deku and Shinso, but like I don't know, I just didn't feel it's hyped. Mm. I, I mean, I can see where you're coming from, but I was hyped when uh, Deku did that dope spin to to take down Shinso. It was like, man, you think you fucking yeah, you've gotten stronger, Shinso, but we haven't stopped training either, so we're badasses. It's like, oh shit, because I I didn't want Deku to fight him without his quirks. We've already seen that when they had their first fight, so I was glad they gave like they allowed Deku to use some level of his power. For that, for that exact reason, for that moment where Shinzo's like, "Shit, man, I've I've gotten so much stronger," but these guys, this is why they're class A. They've been getting stronger too. It's like they're, you're running a race with people who are not still running. Not just that, but like your quirk against hit, like it's like it's not a fight. It, yeah, that's it, like uh, I'm trying to think. 
It's like Professor Xavier trying to fight Juggernaut. Wait, that happens. Though. Yeah, that happens. <laughs> <laughs> but with Juggernaut's helmet on, so you but, can't but use that, telepathy. But that can work. Like, yeah. It's like Professor Xavier trying to fight Superman. Yeah. It's like, yeah, he's a powerful telepath, but like, yeah. what is that going to do against... Yeah, if the telepath, if the tel- telepathy Actually, doesn't that work. probably wouldn't be a good example, because you think Maxwell Lord took over Superman's mind. Okay, so Juggernaut with the helmet on. Yeah. <laughs> like, you telepathy, you're just not a telepath, but if you can't get in my head, you're kind of fucked. Pretty much. Yeah. And I like that, you know, Shinzo was trying to make him talk, but it didn't work. And that came up later, where he was like, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I just said that, like, oh, what... Uh, you couldn't control your powers before? Was that all a trick? And Deku still was thinking about it. He was like, yeah, Shinso said that, you know, he thought that I was I was faking it, but no, it was real. I couldn't control my powers, and I want to thank you guys for helping me control it. And Shinso was like, oh, I only said that to try and make him talk. I didn't know he actually felt the way about that. <laughs> oh, sorry, bro. I, this is part of my strategy. My bad. And then I, I like I did like how uh, Ayazawa Greg, like, yoked him up. Mm-hmm. And nobody asked you to help. Mm-hmm. Because he does talk. Talking too much. Yeah. <laughs> but it was funny. He's very he's very open and honest with his feelings. Yeah. And they did explain the reason why he was even um, doing two matches was because it was all for him. It was also a test to transfer him into one of the classes. Did they say what class? They didn't say what class. They just said the hero course. Who do you think, Bire? So he could be in fucking class C for all. We're not gonna, <laughs> Is there isn't class the, isn't the isn't C the hero? Is this C part of the hero course too? I don't know. I thought the hero course was only A and B. Which which team do you think he will, he'll end up on? A or B? Probably A. You think A? I mean, I feel like it would be weird that Aizawa... We're, fo- we're following A. Yeah, and so was his mentor. <coughs> you would think he'd be in the class with his mentor, not the blood guy. And then why? <laughs> why yeah, and then why why bring him back if we're not going to put him in the class we're following? True. 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 Um. Wait. What was, I was gonna say something about. Cause not that I think Class B is gonna go in the shadow, but I do feel like after this part of the arc is over, we're not gonna really see them as much. Yeah. Just basically how we've not been seeing them as much throughout the entire series. Yeah. Like, we just not. We don't got time to be popping in on Class B and what their day to day is. So you're right. Maybe it makes more sense for them to be in Class A. Um. I also liked the fact that. Even though it took longer, and it was a harder path to get there, um, Deku's team did finish with the same level of no losses that Bakugo's team did. They didn't lose anybody. Yeah. So it, you know, on paper, it's equal to Bakugo. And even maybe a little bit, even maybe even more impressive because, like I said before, in the beginning of the episode, that team was weaker. Yeah, that team was weaker, and Deku's team had a hard time given the the people. Like they didn't, Baku didn't have to deal with Shenso on their team. But I do like that they did kind of address one of my problems. I was like, what the fuck is Mineta gonna do? Like, what? Oh, <laughs> oh my god, the pervy scene where he's like, Mineta Russia, great pinky Russia. <laughs> but it also shows like. No, he actually is pretty pot. Like he's able to, like he's and not not just be uh, bouncing off of his uh, balls, <laughs> <laughs> but he's able to move at super speeds doing that shit. Yeah, and his powers work both ways, where it's a bonus to him if he is able to uh, change the battlefield slash landscape with the balls. <laughs> but for his enemies, it's, it's it's a bonus for him and a trap for them. Yeah, so he can kind of control the space if he's got 
prep time. Mm-hmm. Like he's great Batman. Yeah, Batman. <laughs> great Batman. But yeah, I love that. Mo- that was such a funny moment where he's like, "It's all part of my strategy," and he, like he like he rockets into uh, Mina's boobs. Yeah, her boobs. And he's like, "It's part of my strategy too." He's like, "You motherfucker!" And then she throws him. He's like. Ugh. <laughs> I like Mineta. People like they may be hating on Mineta, like, oh, it's a perv, but I don't like that he's a perv. He's funny. I mean, but it's typical anime shit. Yeah, yeah, sexual harassment, but it's funny sexual harassment, and especially when you got him. Like, he's the only. Why is he the only? Like, he's in a diaper. Yeah, bro, you gotta change uh, your, your is costume. Is he actually is he actually younger than them, or is for whatever reason that's just his costume? That's just his costume. I'm like, bro, you need to change your costume too, because if you try to pick up ladies, you can't do it with that weird looking mask and a diaper on. <laughs> A little cape. <laughs> no, that is. Because I was like, is that his actual head? But yeah, his it hair, is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just a weird purple, like... I don't know, it reminds me of the Phantom. Like the uh, purple leotard thing. Um, was there anything else? Oh, it was cute that Uraka... Uh, Pinky was like, oh, so you uh, yeah, were pretty you, close yeah, to Deku yeah, there. Close, yeah. yeah, hugging him up. And she's like, oh, you know, I'm just trying to help my teammates. You know what it is? I'm like, clearly you want to fuck him, girl. Just admit it. Just, just say it. <laughs> it's fine. Oh, and that was the other thing I thought was really interesting. That and maybe it wasn't in the episode itself. But it was in the preview. But it was something I was thinking about when... I think we, we even mentioned it. Where the fact that now Deku's got more than one quirk. And the fact that one for all or all for one no yeah one for all came from all for one the the difference between one for all and all for one is kind of diminishing because now if one for all yes has multiple, no it, different way to get there but it's interesting that now there's a parallel between all for one and one for all even more so because now they're both quirks that uh, deal with multiple quirks yeah one for all is more about sharing the quirks all for one's about taking the quirks. And not just that, but as far as I know, there's no limit to how many quirks all for one can have. Is there a limit for one for all? Well, he said for Deku, he's going to get six more. That's only because we've only he's only had six iterations of one for all before him. Technically, no, though, because he's the ninth one for all. So that he should have... But not everyone else had quirks. He should have seven. Well, no, no. Mm-hmm. No, let's, let's all, count. All Might didn't have one. All so Might didn't that, have a quirk. Yeah. But neither did the first guy. The first guy's quirk is just one for all. He's already got that. He's not going to manifest that again. Like. <laughs> so, yeah, that's true. I, yeah. Okay, so six. Yeah, yeah that, makes, so that makes it nine. Take away two. Deku's ninth. So, yeah, six. That makes sense. And But even that, like the fact that when it was revealed that All Might didn't have a quirk... I don't know why my assumption was just like, oh, well, then no one had a quirk. Everybody that got one for all before this, none of them had quirks. And it was a thing where you, you could only pass this to somebody with no quirk. I think I guess that was my assumption, but it just makes no, sense. No, like, he wanted to give it to uh, Lamillion. Yeah, but as soon as they introduced that concept, why didn't we all go, wait, so if it can boost quirks, does that mean all the past people that had that pe- people before All Might that might have had quirks, were their quirks Remember, boosted? Remember, because All Might didn't have that all... That power, yeah, but I think I just think it was a dope way to slowly see the idea because it was always there, but we just never thought about it. But it was dope how they, they, well, no, they teased like, it out. I feel like they did talk about it because remember, they said if somebody they mentioned they would become a superhero, did they say that at the very beginning, or was that not until when they introduced Lemillion? I think concept? it was towards the beginning, they did, if I remember correctly. I remember them saying it like pretty early on. 
that if somebody like Bakugo had the quirk, he'd yeah. become Super Bakugo. They become a super superhero. Oh, see, I thought that was only when they introduced Lemillion, but I could be wrong. I kind of want to go back and rewatch it now. Yeah, I could be wrong. Oh uh, well, <laughs> someone out there tell us which one of us is wrong, <laughs> so we know. <laughs> I think it was the thing where they slowly, over the course of the seasons, like introduced new concepts that they never once said that it wasn't the case. But just by introducing more information over time, it's like, oh, wait, no, that would make sense. And now we're here. And it's like, okay, now you're Avatar Deku. Let's see how that plays out. <laughs> but yeah, like, I wonder if that's going to come back somehow with the, the all-for-one connection. Of course. Yeah, they got to talk about it. Like, oh, you're no different than me. You got the same, you, you got multiple quirks just like I do. Use it for evil. <laughs> or even the tease that it seemed like, um, all for one. We know there's going to be a final showdown between Deku and Shigaraki. Well, remember when they showed All for One still in prison, and he he mentioned his brother. Yeah. Did he do that? Because like, is there a thing where when the I brother he, went I to Deku, he, I think he sensed the like awakening. Or yeah, yeah. When the brother went to Deku, did he sense it too? Yeah. And they I have think, a connection that way. I think so. That would make sense, and it'd be really interesting. This is father. I, I am so convinced that all for one's gonna be revealed to be like the Darth Vader of this shit. That, that's Deku's father. That's right, because yeah, because but, and I think maybe that will explain why he was born without a quirk. Maybe his maybe his father all took for it. One, took it. I've seen that theory that maybe Deku had fire breath like his mom, and all for one took it. Well, no, his mother doesn't have fire. Oh no, his her, his she, dad. Supposedly his dad had fire breath. That's what his mom said anyway. Like, oh, his dad can spit fire. And... Oh, no, I was saying all for one is his dad. I, oh, I know, I know. But I'm just saying, like, if that's true, and fire was one of the fire, all for like, one's he doesn't have a mouth. <laughs> well, now he doesn't. <laughs> I'm like, punch it off. <laughs> oh, that was a moment from Loki we didn't mention, but I love in the very beginning where the TVA agent hits him in the face, and his mom's like, bro, bro, bro. It's like, uh, so taste out your mouth. Oh, <laughs> I do. I, I am wondering, because I made a video about this, but like what the difference, like the comp comic book Loki versus MCU Loki, like how he's like severely depowered, like he's a sorcerer in the comics, basically. His powers never fucking work in the MCU. <laughs> yeah, in the MCU, we don't really see him. I mean, he can shapeshift. And with sorcery, right? Doesn't he just do the shapeshifting? What else does he do with magic wise? Take it to whatever. And plot little daggers? I mean, the MCU. Oh, and the MCU. Yeah, all, that's all he really does. He shapeshifts and then he pulls out. Like, what was he going to do in the court? Because he. Oh, fuck. That's. No, nah, I can't talk about that. What? Oh, shit. I was going <laughs> to say, there's a moment in episode two where I was just like, but you're as Guardian. <laughs> fuck it. I'm going to say it. Because I'm not going to explain the circumstances, but he's fighting a normal human. And that human is put. Human is fucking him up. Did they take his powers away? No, he's outside of the TVA. Oh. So what I'm the- like. <laughs> but you're Asgardian, like, or not even Asg. You're a frost, but still, like, yeah, you're still Asgardian. Yeah, like, like you're still strong. Why are you struggling? <laughs> yeah. Okay, but what was he gonna do in the courtroom scene when he was like, ah, oh, it's not working. Ah, like, what was he about to do? I don't fucking shapeshift. Like, well, yeah, I'm like, shape-shift. what powers have you shown <laughs> that you could? It was funny, but I was just like, what was he actually trying to do? That's another random power that they show in episode two, and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Oh, he can do shit that you don't know about? That we haven't seen yet, I mean? Yeah. Oh, hmm. Okay. It's not a spoiler. He he basically pulled a Jean Grey. What? Psychic? Tele- telekinesis. He pulled, He used this to, to pull a weapon towards him to throw it, which I'm like... I'm like, has he ever done that before in the MCU? No. Uh, 
Not that I know of. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I don't remember him ever doing like, that with his little wait, daggers. Wait, it would have been his sword. Yeah, that would have been. It would have made sense if him to use that with the daggers. I don't ever remember. I was that. like, wait, where did that come from? <laughs> Maybe it's the same power that allows him to pull them out of nowhere. I don't know. <laughs> That's pretty much the power. He can do whatever he wants when the riders need him to. Gotcha. <laughs> except fight, apparently. Yeah, except fight. Uh, but for ratings for My Academia, more than passable. I give it perfect. <laughs> Whatever. Let's oh, use your perfect vision. <laughs> I'm reckless. All right, so let's jump in the news of the league with Michael. She's the Black Iron Man, but she's not Tony Stark. They just don't want their characters, quote unquote. I could call you a nigga. If he says that shit to you, his ass on Instagram. I don't want hand me down. I don't want any gay things. It's all straight and white. What's going down? Michael News. We're doing pretty good on time. We're at two, a little bit under two hours. Don't jinx it. Oh my god, it's really up to you. It depends on how long you want this to go. I had a trailer ready, but I just lost it. Oh, here it is. Come here. What's the trailer? Come close to me, baby. Ooh. Come cuddle with me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what is this? Infinite? This isn't your first life, Evan. You are an infinite. You've lived and died a thousand times. You're talking about reincarnation. If you can remember who you were, you will understand who you can become. This week? Paramount Plus. Who's getting Paramount Plus? <laughs> is that this week? That's two days that's, from now. Yeah, it's two days from now. What no, the, that's tomorrow, what actually. What the fuck? <laughs> These trailers at the last possible second, man. Like, you ain't going to the movie theaters. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, infinite. I mean, I agree. I was literally thinking this. I was like, so this is white savior of the movie, like the TV show. Like, yes. oh, this white guy. They, uh, he's the uh, he's the chosen one. He, Always. They need him. Always. <laughs> for whatever reason. I'm like, why Mark Wahlberg? <laughs> yeah, like, I feel like... I like, I I like mean, the for concept. all we know, he probably wrote the shit. Like, this probably... For, for <laughs> Produced all we know. It. Yeah. Um, I like the concept. It reminds me a little bit of Highlander meets, like, like you said, Mission Impossible. Um, a little bit of Captain America Winter Soldier in there with that airplane sequence yeah, at the June end. June 10th, tomorrow. Wow. I don't have Paramount Plus, so... Nah, I don't either. But Pirates! Har <laughs> fiddle dee Um, Yeah, I just... No offense to Mark Wahlberg. Wahlberg. Can't say the fucking name. But he just doesn't seem... like It's, it's like you couldn't get Keanu Reeves, Tom Cruise, I, even a Jason Statham. <laughs> but instead, Mark Wahlberg. Okay. Hmm. Hell, I'm like... Put Idris Elba in there. <laughs> yeah, Idris Elba, Louis Tan. Yeah, like anything like... There's something different. Like... I'm just tired. I'm tired. <laughs> tired of the 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 fact that it looks like Mission Impossible because it's a white dude equivalent with the crew cut hairstyle and the leather jacket. Like I've seen it. I've seen it too many times. Like oh, put, shit. Give the, the same concept. Put fucking Denagrero. I want to say a woman. You know, it's something different. Why not? Like. And fuck, if you wanted to be like, no, but it had to be male past lives. Fuck, happy male past lives. A woman with male past lives. Something different. That'd be yeah. interesting. Nope. White guy. White guy with a bunch of white guy past lives, probably. 
But it's the concept of you remember your past lives and you get access to all your past life skills, and that also makes you like a kind of like a super soldier. That's that's interesting. I'm like, I'd be more interested, like I said, if it was Denaguru. <laughs> yeah, it needs a different package. Same concept, different packaging. But I'll check it out. Well, speaking of different packaging, mm. there's going to be some different packaging in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, the oh, sequel. Okay. Because uh, Jessica Drew, the Spider-Woman, is going to be in it. But it's going to be wrapped in a different packaging in the sense of Issa Rae is going to be the voice of Jessica Drew. Is it still so going to be a white woman? Wait, so they're not making as far her as, as far as I know. They're not making her black. No, they're still, no, they're still keeping her as Jessica Drew, but it's just going to be voiced by Issa Rae. Why? Just so we're just doing a thing. Is I heard something where there were like no gonna... white voice actors. Is that true, or is that just the internet being hyperbolic? Is that true? No, because uh, what's his face was uh, Spider Man. Yeah, fucking um. Joe Johnson, whatever. Yeah. I don't. I don't I think that's his name, but yeah. you know who I'm talking about. Do they mean that for the new characters in and the then, sequel? Uh, uh, Haley Steinfeld was uh, Gwen Stacy, and then uh, uh, it was Agatha all along. I can't think of her name all of a sudden, but she was uh, Doctor Doc Octopus. Octopus. Yeah, but is that just? Did they mean that for the new character castings or something? I don't know. Huh. I mean, I don't. I don't care. It's a voice. <laughs> so I was like, all right, Issa Rae is going to be Spider-Woman. You know people are mad. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, but that's what I'm saying. What, I, the thing I heard was that just the internet being like, oh, they cast a black woman to voice a white character. Oh, Spider-Verse means no white people in voice acting. Or was that actually a thing they, they released as a statement? I don't know what kind of I'm like, there are, I just named a shit ton of white ass white But people. I mean, it could be just for the new movie. Like, not the existing voice actors, but all any new voice actor for Into the Spider-Verse. Who knows? I don't know. I don't really care. Yeah. Because voice acting. I mean, do you care either way? Even the... I saw that being a big thing too where a lot of white voice actors who did the voices for black characters like apologized and left their roles because of the erasure of of minority voices in the in the voice acting world yes I world. care about that <laughs> so, so you only care cause even like <coughs> even Devil May Cry 5 there was a white guy voicing a black actor that happens or, a lot or a black character yeah and I was and, and and the thing that made it makes it even worse is while I was playing the game, I was like, why does it sound like he's putting on a black voice? Like, oh man, why you gotta do that to oh, me, Dante? No. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, that's offensive. And I was like, what is this voice? And yeah. then I look up the actor, I was like, oh my god, this is a white guy. <laughs> no fucking wonder. So yeah, like because of historical context, like yeah, it's a tr- it's a it's been a trend throughout Hollywood history for white character for white actors to dress up in yellowface, to be Asian, to dress up in blackface, to be black, and roles and opportunities for black and indigenous and Latinx and uh, Indian and whatever, name it. Like think about Short Circuit. You know, remember the Indian guy from mm-hmm. Short Circuit? No, I know. That was a white guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they're usually the ones that do the stereotypical voices of the races. Yeah, so <laughs> like Apu in Simpsons. <laughs> so it's like. But my my question really is, do you think it's fair, or should there be a rule across the board now where you have to voice act your race, or are you only saying if you're white, if it's a white character, anybody can voice it. But if it's a person of color, white people cannot voice these characters. Yes. 
But okay, so what Cause about? Because I, I also feel like. But what about? Because part, part, like part of me feels like the the argument where people are like, oh, that's a double standard. I'm like, was well, a double? You can't call something a double standard when the, it's not equal. Historically, it hasn't been equal. Yeah, but uh, but I'm saying like for now, what are the rules now? Oh, so what about a black person voicing an Asian character? What about an Asian person voicing a black character? How does that work? It's 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 tricky. So I'm, I'm asking specifically, yeah, but, like, but also in the sense of like, because like people say, oh, this is an example of blackwashing. It's like, but it's not though. Like you can't like you think about the the term wash it. Like you say, like uh, like oh, I'm I'm in a sea of fishes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like or like the the term whitewash. Yeah. Like you can't say blackwashing is a thing because literally. There's way more roles and opportunities for white actors. Like you, it's put for the most, and plus also we're like fourteen percent of the population, so it's actually impossible for us to wash away white people or whatever. Mm-hmm. But white people have, and it has been historically for white roles and actors and things like that, specifically in Hollywood, since that's what we're talking about to wash away roles for minority characters. Mm-hmm. So it's like I for, agree with you for people to say the double standard. It's like there is no double standard though, because uh-huh. you can't wash away roles for white people. But what's the rule? Is the rule? I don't make the rules. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like I, I feel like there should be a standard. So like, what's the standard now? Is it? If if you're white, you can't voice anybody that's a minority. But if well, you're a minority, I, I would say you can for voice right now, any other minority. I would say for right now, you can't really set a standard in the sense that we're only just now really starting to correct it in the way that we are. Mm. So until we actually start to, you know how I, I mentioned before, when even when it comes to cancel culture, like for the longest time, the pendulum has always been to the right. So yeah, now it's swung all the way to the left. But at a certain point, because it's so new. Eventually, I feel like it'll start swinging back to like maybe not back because it never was, but maybe get swing back to a or I keep saying back, but yeah. swing to a center. Yeah. So I feel the same way with this now. Like, yeah, we've had black actors getting roles in like comedies and things like that, but for the most mm. part, even something like a Get Out, that's pretty new. Well, personally, how would you feel if a of a black person, a black character, was voiced by a minority, a different minority, not a black person? Do you not want that? I wouldn't. F- I wouldn't feel as upset as a white person, but I'll still feel weird about it. Yeah. So, I'm so like, why not so, just hire a black person? All right. So I'm asking. I'm basically asking your opinion. Do Do you feel like you should only voice the characters that represent the same race? Like a black person should voice a black person, a white person should voice a white person, a, a Asian person should voice an Asian person. I, f- I feel like if we're trying to get to a like an actual like center of representation, then yes. What about the other argument of like? voice acting is kind of like an equal ideally voice acting could be an, an equalizer where it's kind of beautiful where like a, a person of any color can voice any race you know what I mean because it's like it, you, the, the voice is invisible the, the theory the of implication it, that your voice delineates your race the theory of it is great and it would be a great concept or an ideal concept in an idealized world but that's Mm. not where we're living Mm. we're living in a world where white actors and voice actors have been given and are still given way more opportunities than minority actors even when it comes to minority roles Mm. they're still given love to like white people yeah so Hmm. okay I'm just curious I'm just asking because I'm legitimately curious which is why it's the same way I feel about when it comes to like gay roles and character like straight actors will get them and they're praised and they might even win an Oscar mm. but then you get gay actors and car- gay actors they're not even given the gay roles yeah so like even Billy Porter mentioned he's like I'm not giving the gay I'm too I'm too gay for the gay roles or no wait yeah he said I'm too gay for the gay roles and I'm too gay for the straight roles so like what the hell am I supposed to do <laughs> yeah 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 
Is the guy is the the, the gay best friend invincible voice by a gay guy? Yes. Oh, he is gay. Yes. Okay. All right. So, that, but he's stereotyped. Yeah. So, <laughs> so like. <laughs> And, it's, that, it's, and, that, and that's another thing. Yeah, like, it's even, tricky. It's tricky. But, but even with that, like, they'll. It seems like they'll only go to the gay actors to cast like an obviously gay gay uh, person. Like, even yeah. think about Love Simon. You think about Simon. Simon was played by a straight actor. Yeah. You think about that the black guy. You know the. You remember, do you still remember Love Simon? Yeah, I do. You know the so the the black the actual black uh guy that was in the school that was actually gay. Yeah, he was at, he was a gay. A gay act, like he was gay in real life. Oh, okay. But he was more effeminate and flamboyant. So it's like for those roles, we'll get an actual gay person. For the stereotypes, yeah. we'll go to a gay person. But for somebody that's outside the stereotype, we can we need to go straight. Let's let's cast a straight actor. Mm. Yeah. Like even for something like Love Victor, which is a spinoff of Love Simon, the two main leads, the two gay leads, they're both, well, at least you know, obviously they can lie, but they both identify as straight. Yeah. It's like. Hmm. Yeah, there's no real right answer here. So I was just curious how, what, how you felt about it. I'm, pre- I'm pretty different to it. <laughs> it's like, eh, like, even this news about Jessica Drew being Issa Rae, I'm like, okay, all right, cool. Like, I don't really care. Um, I'd be interested to know if they do change your race at all. Would you be upset? I mean, you wouldn't be upset if they changed the race. But, like, I can see the internet being upset by that. But who cares? Because <laughs> even in just, I mean, and again, I come from the Ultimate Universe side of things. Because I love the Ultimate Universe of Marvel. So, like, changes to me, it's just like, it's a different multiverse. Who cares? Because even in the Ultimate Universe, Jessica Drew wasn't Jessica Drew. Jessica Drew was a clone of Peter Parker. Where are all the people getting mad about that? You know what I mean? Like, oh, it's not the real Jessica Drew! But it's like, who cares? <laughs> and I mean, yeah, in, a, in an equal world, cast, cast the characters like how they are. Like, if fucking... Um, Ariel is a redheaded white, you know, mermaid, white, white, redheaded mermaid. Cast a fucking white, red, or if not, she doesn't have to be red. Put a fucking wig on her. Mm. Cast a white girl. It doesn't have to be, but again, because it's so lack of, especially in fantasy sci fi genre. Yeah, especially black, fantasy. Black, sci-fi. black leads, especially black women yeah. getting the leads in these roles. Like, whatever, fucking change, Ariel. Like, we, don't, we only got Tiana. Yeah. And even that was like she's Whack. not even Tiana, she's a frog. Yeah, she's a frog that whole movie, so <laughs> our frog princess. Here like you power, go. It's like Power Rangers. Adam, what's wrong? I'm a frog. <laughs> That's Tiana. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, cool. But uh no frogs. But there's gonna be some clowns in John Wick four. Wait, what? Bill Skarsgård, it Pennywise himself. Oh, okay. I was like, well, oh my god, John Wick's finally gonna fight an army of clown assassins. <laughs> yeah, he was ca- he was casting uh, John Wick four. I don't know who he's playing, but casting news. Very Pennywise. I want to crossover. <laughs> it versus John Wick. And also with that, uh, Donnie Yen was also cast. You know who Donnie Yen is? Yeah, martial artist. Yeah. He's also cast in John Wick 4, so... Oh, yeah. Wasn't he going to be like his partner or something? I don't know. That we never once heard about in the last three in movies? Three movies. <laughs> <laughs> but conveniently, we need a dope martial artist. Donnie Yen, your partner's here. Yeah. <laughs> but also, uh, with that, more casting news. So, uh, it's rumored... Hold on, let me move the because these two are go together. That uh, they he well it's not rumor because he's he's actually cast Tenoch Huerta. This is a terrible representation of what he looks like. This is him in a movie. Oh, uh, this is the guy that. But yes, there's rumors that he's Namor. Yeah. He's gonna be Namor in Black Panther too. 
But uh, the more important part of this story is he's already being canceled on the internet because uh, once they got revealed that he was he's possibly Namor, some old tweet a old tweet came up and like people are saying that he was being racist and homophobic in the tweet. I don't know what it is because it's in Spanish. But other people are saying, oh, people are misinterpreted that he was actually pretending or he was actually being sarcastic and, and giving the conservative point of view. And he wasn't actually that's not actually what he believes in or whatever. But I don't know. People are trying to cancel him. Oh, he he didn't even get the role yet. And he's being canceled. Well, no, he's he's in the movie. But the rumor he's cast, but it's just a rumor that he's playing Namor. So we okay. don't know who he's playing. So internet tried to cancel him already. Yeah. But like this is his original tweet, but I'm like Okay, what's the tweet? It's in say? Spanish. I don't fucking know. What? There's no translate button? No. <laughs> oh, what the fuck? <laughs> Wait, was it they don't say what it says? It just says Feliz Navidad a todos menos a la por. I don't mean in Spanish, I oh. mean like in English. <laughs> no. <laughs> what? Get where's hold on. <laughs> what's his name? Uh Tenoch Huerta. Tenoch Huerta tweets. So they don't say what it. No, no, you just have you have people defending him, but hmm. like, I want to see if I can tra- like Google Translate that whatever it says. It just says people canceled the guy playing Namor because Google translated his anti-homophobia, transphobia tweets into something homophobic and transphobic. So I don't know. If, so so some people, so people are, that are that are defending him are saying this is a misunderstanding, a mistranslation, miscommunication, whatever. So I don't know. I don't know what's true or what's not, but I'm, I'm so tired of Twitter canceling shit. <laughs> That's the kind of the problem. Like it's it's self defeating because it makes people like me tune out when it like, when there is something important. When there is somebody that needs to be canceled, I'm not gonna pay attention because it, every week somebody's being canceled. So it's like whatever, man. <laughs> well, something that you should pay attention to. What? My Hero Academia is getting a new movie, and it's gonna be called World Heroes Mission. And it's going to be released, at least in Japan, on August 6th. But it doesn't have an American release date. But, I mean... Every time, every Microdemian movie has like, to have hero in the title. <laughs> of course. Because I'm like, what was, how, how far was the gap between, like, Demon's, Demon Slayer coming out in America? Not Demon Slayer. You know what the fuck I'm talking about. I want to say a couple of months. So, maybe so August. By fall, so maybe by... Late fall. Well, August is kind of fall. Well, not really, but... Well, man, late fall. Like, maybe well, October, maybe, November. Maybe, maybe early winter. Like, maybe Thanksgiving yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that is winter. <laughs> I'm saying late fall, but I mean, yeah. Early winter, late fall. I guess it's technically fall. <laughs> we don't know what seasons yeah. are. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> but, uh... There's some more seasons of The Quiet Place coming. Yeah! <laughs> Quiet Place is getting a spinoff. And it's going to be uh, and it's set to be released in 2023 after, you know, because the sequel had su- some success. Um, trying to think. Yeah, no plot details are being revealed and it's not being explicitly called part three. It's, gonna be, it's a spinoff. And it's saying that they're, they're, they are looking to do A Quiet Place part three and hoping to bring Emily Blunt... And John Krasinski back. But, yeah, so I guess they want to... I'm like, spinoff? Spinoff to who? Like, you would think it'd be Dijamon Hansu, but they killed him off. <laughs> yeah, what's the spinoff about? Other families? 
all those other torches that we saw and yeah, maybe get info on. Okay. I mean, it's an interesting world. I would I would like to see how other places and, and people cope with the, the fall of that society. Well, like, what do you do when you're not equipped with a, a daughter that's deaf so you have the ability to sign? Like... Yeah, so that because that worked that worked out perfectly for them. Yeah, down there, yeah. Everyone else is kind of fucked. Yeah, like, like I don't yeah. know what you're saying. I, I'm dead. <laughs> Even that, I don't know. I'm telling you the duck, motherfucker. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, speaking of interesting worlds, well, you didn't like this world, but I did. So fuck you. Okay. But Cruella is getting a sequel. Yay! At Disney Plus. So. We're going to see her kill some Dalmatians this time. No, we're not. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. <laughs> I'm just ex- fully expecting a Maleficent type of sequel to this. But something that isn't going to get a sequel. What? Your favorite property. Jupiter's Legacy has been canceled. <laughs> oh no. Canceled before they even got to the parts in the comics people actually liked. <laughs> And instead, uh, I told you, I told you it was a weird like direction from the go where I was like, where is the show going to go? Apparently nowhere. Well, no, <laughs> it is going somewhere because Jupiter's Legacy might have been canceled, but they're, con- they're going to continue with a spinoff mm. called the Super Crooks. That sounds so stupid. It's a spinoff and it centers on the villains that populate the same universe, which what? makes no fucking sense. So you don't have faith in the main series but after you have one faith season. In the yeah, and how does that work? And it's not like in the season one there were like, oh, super compelling villains I want to see more from. There weren't any. Like, there was a Donald's ripoff. Yeah, kinda. I still haven't fi- funny. I still haven't finished it. It's not that great. It's okay at best. Like, Especially after I found out it was canceled, I was like, what's oh, the point? Then, yeah, what's the point of me yeah. finishing it? And knowing what I know from the comic, even season one didn't get to like the best parts of the comic. It'd be like if there was an Invincible uh, adaptation and the entire season didn't even get to the point where the Justice League of that world died. Like, it was all filler of Mark living his life with Omni-Man and having adventures every week. And at the very end of the season, that's when Omni-Man killed the Guardians of the Globe. It'd be like, what? You mean the entire premise of the comic isn't even in the first season? That's exactly what happened in Jupiter's Legacy. It's stupid. (laughs) They kill that show with filler. Yeah, I don't know. It's stupid. Mm-mm. But uh, I'm not looking forward to that spinoff at all. I don't even know if I want to watch that. That sounds so stupid. Yeah, I'm not interested. <laughs> but something that isn't stupid because we just talked about it, but it's not stupid to the greater community. What? The official Rotten Tomato score for Loki has been released and it's at 96%. So 4% of people didn't like it. Okay, well, that's pretty high. 96%. Fuck, fuck those people. <laughs> those 4%. Yeah. <laughs> They're the haters that hate everything. But, speaking of the haters that hate everything, I'm one of those when it comes to this. What? So, Jordan, your favorite show is getting expanded. What? Batwoman. Why? (laughs) What do you mean expanded? Batwoman is bringing Batwing. Oh. To the Bat Arrowverse cinematic whatever. They're making Lucius Fox. And this is... Not Lucius. What's his name? His son. This is the costume. This is. And it looks very Nightwing. It does look very Nightwing. Looks, I've, I've seen Power Ranger comparisons, but that's always people's comparisons. I don't mind the suit. No, the suit looks fine. The promo looks kind of meh. The the promo image very photoshopped. I don't know why they photoshopped the promo images that much. Um, I feel like if you just had a normal image of that suit, it looked dope. 
But I'm like, based on what I've seen of this character... He's a joke. Yes. He's the Cisco of that world. I don't see him... Being Batwing. Yeah. I, I, he, I'm like, unless he gets the time skip and he's got martial arts training now. And even then... Even then, like... I don't they, give they, a they fuck. They did that with Laurel, and I didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, you're not going to trick me, CW. I know you're just pandering to try and make people watch your fucking show, but are the writers different? No. They don't give a fuck. Like, it's only going to be a, a an aesthetic change of like, oh, now... Now he's gonna be Batwing. Okay, great. Until he gets his ass beat because girl power, and then Batwoman has to be the one to save him. He, he gets jobbed every fucking episode. He's gonna get guardianed. You know he is. Like, yeah, yeah. are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, the writing's always on the wall. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, great. That's a great promo image, but you're not gonna trick me, CW. I'm not falling for it. <laughs> so, wow. Speaking of the writing being on the wall, the writing wasn't on the wall for this, but uh, apparently the manga Jujutsu Kaisen. Is on indefinite hiatus. Really? Yes, yeah, because the uh, the artist is uh, he's having health issues. Oh no! So right now they're saying that he's saying that he thinks, or right now they're saying that they think the break might be a month, mm. but it could be longer. This is the manga. The manga. Have you watched the show yet? Seen three episodes. Okay, so uh, <laughs> I mean the show's. I think it's good. Um, sucks that the manga artist isn't you know doing well health wise, but as long as it's not a huge break. I mean I don't even know if the anime is caught with the manga yet, so I don't know if that's even an issue for the anime yet. I don't know. I have no idea. You you know nothing. I do. I do. I I know absolutely nothing. <laughs> but hopefully you know he gets better and continues the manga and, and finishes it so the anime can finish. Because there's been a lot of animes getting canceled lately that are like long-running shonen, like uh, Black Clover. I just happened to. Black Clover sucked, but it had its moments. <laughs> but anyway, finally. No, oh, we're done early. Holy shit! Okay. Are we? Yeah, I mean it's two twenty now. I mean at two twenty. It's it's two hours twenty minutes now. Well, just because you said that, I'm gonna talk. This is gonna be a five hour. <laughs> I'm gonna talk forever about this one. Because I will. I'm, I'm about to talk forever. About okay, this one. what is it? That's why I saved it for the end. All right, but uh. Uh, Jensen Ackles' Soldier Boy uh, still images were released for the boys. Okay. Did you see it? That's yeah, he, he looks, looks like. like is it Captain yeah, America he's a, clone? He's, he's Green America. Green America. <laughs> I mean, well, Soldier yeah, Soldier Boy is based off of Captain America. Yeah. And when you see like the comic book equivalent of the boy suits, it looks totally different. The, the, the boys comic is very like classic comic book style. This is like more DCEU or CW style outfits. But I like it. I like it. It's just more generic looking. Cut up. What are you looking up? I had to pull it up. But yeah, so but I wanted to bring it up because it reminded me of the, the news that came out a while ago where I'm just like, so this is going to be trash. What? So the straight agenda strikes again, Jordan. Oh, shit. Not the straight agenda. What they do this time, Michael? <laughs> so in the comics, my cisgendered brother, Soldier Boy and Homelander get together. Oh, that's Homelander? Yes. Oh, yeah, with the blonde? Uh, don't get me wrong. You weren't bad. I can tell you've been putting a lot of thought into it, but maybe next year, eh? Jeepers. What the fuck is the dialogue? <laughs> Jeepers. <laughs> he bet, because Soldier Boy 
So not, what you not, not as in not as in love, but he kind of is infatuated with Homelander. So they you know they had they got a little thing going on. Okay, and Soldier Boy basically, I mean not Soldier Boy, but basically like he's like, yeah, your dick game is whack, bro. Homelander told <laughs> that's basically what, Soldier he, Boy that, that? what you just read. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what Homelander tells <laughs> Soldier Boy. So what do we learn? Captain America cannot satisfy Superman. <laughs> and so what does that what does that stand with Peggy? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so this is yeah, this is the whole. Oh, it's the whole panel. Yeah, so why well, I said the straight agenda strikes again because it reminded me because I remember reading this, so I was like, because uh, Eric Kripke, who's the showrunner of uh, the Boys, came out a little when Jensen was first cast. Came out, I was like, oh yeah, that thing from the comics with Soldier Boy and Home. We're not going. We're not doing that in the show. Oh, he explicitly said that. Yeah, he explicitly said that. Okay. Did someone ask him, or just like, just so everyone knows? I think somebody we're not doing that gay shit. I think somebody did that because I'm like, like, why else would he yeah, do out of nowhere like that? Yeah. <laughs> that'd be a reason. But either way, still like, but you're about like, but you're adapting you, the comic. Yeah, you're adapting the comic. I mean, but they they've made a I lot get, of changes. I get, it's an, I get it's an adaption. But they have like, made a lot of changes. Even I, yeah, that's uh, what I said. I get it. I get it's an adaption. Even Stormfront was, wasn't even it, a woman. I just find it very convenient. That that that's what the once again the straight agenda. <laughs> okay, okay, you're not wrong, but uh, what if here's the straight person trying to defend the straight agenda? <laughs> I'm just saying, what if it, it, in his mind it wasn't about being the game? Maybe it just doesn't fit the storyline they're trying to tell in season three with the home with Homelander what? because Homelander in and again, I haven't read the comic because I don't even know. You said it doesn't fit the storyline because they didn't want it to fit the storyline. You can I don't make, know. You I can don't make anything. Story. You can make anything fit whatever story you wanted to like. Well, whatever your story have you is. Read the comic for boys. This is before no. Okay, so I, I'm just saying like because um, a lot of yeah, because so, the boys came out way before. I wasn't reading comics. Is the then. through line of Homelander having that obsession with his mother figure and the breast milk is all, I don't know if all that's in the comic or not. Because if it is in the comic, or if it isn't in the comic rather, maybe they're trying to take Homelander in a different direction with like having but mommy you still, issues. You could still and have that just, same thing. And then he just did that with Stormfront too. He was just kind of using Stormfront as like his his mother figure slash fuck buddy. So like maybe he isn't. But you could also still. It also was the, a guy. Technically. No, it was Storm. Not Storm. No, Storm. I mean, um, the when he had the shapeshifter be, what's her face? The the woman that was in charge of the, the shield of that world. Not shield. Whatever it is. The yeah, company. No, I know what you're saying. Yeah. So technically, it was a guy, and he was. Yeah, but it wasn't though. It wasn't. As soon as he turned back to a guy, he was like, no. Yeah. Man. Yeah. So maybe that's why. But this is literally, he knows he's fucking a guy yes. or getting fucked, depending on what. So maybe that's why it doesn't line up with what they've done already, maybe. But you could still. Yeah, I don't know. If, if his whole thing is him being an asshole, you could still have your kid, like, him, he could still be an asshole to him. Just make him a fuck buddy and be like, yeah, you're whack. Yeah, like, Home, like. Homelander's a user. So you could be like, oh, he needed something from Soldier Boy. Mm. And he's just like, all right, whatever. Like, mm. I'm going to fuck you to get what I want. You just wanted to do from Supernatural to fuck Homeland, didn't you? Yeah, that's what I want. <laughs> After 15 seasons of denying me Desdiel, give me, give me Soldier Fuck. Soldier. Or Fuck Boy. Give me Fuck Boy. Soldier Fuck. <laughs> give me Fuck Boy. Oh, my God. The straight agenda strikes again. I don't care. I mean, I hear what you're saying. I'm making this a t- I'm making this until my next TikTok video. I mean, I'm sure you are. Yes. I mean, I, know, I hear what you're saying. It's... But it's also, 
I don't know. I don't. I didn't read the comics. I don't know how many things have changed from the comic either. I know Stormfront was a man and didn't have the subplot that she even had in the last season of Boys. So I'm like, I don't know. They make a lot of changes. Maybe they'll have a, a gay character in the se- in the season, but not have it be Homelander with Soldier Boy. Maybe it'll be um, the straight guy defending the straight agenda. I'm not defending anything. Yes, I'm just trying are. to find a yes, reason. Maybe there's a reason beyond You're just censorship. Finding reasons within the straight agenda. <laughs> They did have a gay character in the boys. The preacher that he blackmailed. The that priest? was that was sleeping with uh uh he was sleeping with guys too. Oh no, he was gay, but he was preaching like anti-gay whatever. And he black and Huey blackmailed him. Mm, right, right, right. I do vaguely remember that. I don't know. I hear what you're saying though. <laughs> I feel your pain. Not really, but Do you though? <laughs> you're very passionate about it, so I can feel your pain. <laughs> Do you though? Because you're defending it. You're like, well, maybe no, 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 no. fuck you, because you did the same shit. I'm just trying to find a reason that beyond you, just you like you killed the Green Ranger, wait, Jordan. <laughs> that wasn't even my choice. Straight agenda. <laughs> that wasn't even my choice. That's why you're defending this shit. But the straight agenda also put her in the position to be in the, the series of get with. Did, did it though? Yes! Because she died in the first episode. That, that was only because of mitigating circumstances you, you, you with the her. actress. You her. No. <laughs> she was meant to come back as the White Ranger originally. Um, but yeah, I mean. That's racist. Why? Being the White Ranger? Yes. But she's, she's Asian. Gonna, she's going to be white. <laughs> You're right, I was trying to whitewash her. The, the, white, the white Power Ranger? <laughs> I should have made her the Yellow Ranger. Oh, wait, our Asian, ranger, our Asian character is, an Asian, is a Yellow Ranger. And, our, and we have a Black Black Ranger. Oh, the racism. <laughs> yes, but that's all I have for me. <laughs> okay, all right. I, how do you feel about um, Jensen Eccles being in the series? That wasn't even part of the news. Like, it was like, whatever. <laughs> the guy from Supernatural, whatever. Is it because Supernatural ended? Is that why he's in the show now? Of course. Yeah? Because he wouldn't be in it if he was still in Supernatural? No. Did they not do any I other mean, shows? I mean, it's the same thing. It's the same thing with, uh, what's his face? He's on Walker, Texas Ranger. Which oh, is, the other guy. Yeah. Supernatural. Yeah. Oh, I think he got a better deal. Not the Walker, Texas Ranger guy, but Jensen Eccles. At least uh, he, I was like, what? Yeah, <laughs> no. Walker, Texas Ranger, no. Like, that's, that's supernatural for rednecks. Like, that's not going to go anywhere. That's for, supernatural. Um, charm. I was like, supernatural. No, no, charm for rednecks. Not even charm, because there's, there's no, I don't think there's magic in that. I think it's just straight no, up. No, I just mean in terms of reboot. Uh, that's I, going I like, nowhere. I think that's a straight up western. Yeah, no, that's going nowhere, though. <laughs> there's no way. Walker, Texas Ranger, the next big thing, resurrected. <laughs> next franchise. Nah. I mean, it's on the CW. You know they don't cancel shit, so. Oh, Walker is? Yeah, Walker. It's on now. They put Walker, Texas Ranger on the CW? It's on the CW. It doesn't even match. <laughs> Other than it just being the Supernatural no, guy and they're trying to get the yeah, Supernatural fan I base. I don't understand that either. But yeah, CW is mostly... Like, you think about all the shit on the CW, it's mostly fantasy-based. Yeah, Walker, Texas Ranger is like a TNT or like... Yeah, a, all, the, all the DC shows and you got Legacies. Yeah, AMC even, I would assume. Charmed is on there. Like, it's all like YA shit. Yeah. Walker, Texas Ranger. <laughs> that is literally just gambling on the fact that he was in Supernatural, so they hope that the fan base will translate. Mm-hmm. I don't think they care about Walker, Texas Ranger, though. Oh, there's ghosts in Walker, Texas Ranger well, the, now. The first episode did, uh, I did read it, did debut high ratings. But I don't know how, like, if it tapered off after that. Mm. I don't know. That's all the Supernatural people watching it for that yeah, first episode. For, for him, yeah. yeah. So unless there's ghosts that show up, I just don't buy it. 
right, all right. So that's that's it for uh, news. And I guess I mean, we're as far done. as Jensen, like. I've always wanted to see him branch off into other. Like I was always curious of what his career would be like after the fifteen season. Yeah, because I mean, even though his voice acting, I like I liked him as Red Hood, and, and for the longest time I wanted him to be like a live action Red Hood. But now he's getting older. Mm. He's like in his forties. Yeah. So I'm like too old for Red Hood now. Yeah. Make him Batman. <laughs> mm. Which he work. Which he is actually in uh, the Long Halloween. That's he's the voice actor of Batman. Oh, he is. Yeah, that's I him. didn't realize that's his voice. Yeah, that's him. Okay. And yeah. he also he also auditioned for Captain America. Then now you, he's Soldier Boy. Uh, oh, there you go, <laughs> Captain America Light. So I mean, I, I I would like to see him like in the MCU, not mm. the DCU, because they keep fucking up. <laughs> trash, trash, over and over again, trash. Yeah. Uh, for like, next week, he could be Cyclops. He could be Cyclops in a good X Men movie. Not, yeah. Not this. <laughs> no, none of that Fox shit. Maybe the MCU one day. Yeah. Um. Next week we're gonna be reviewing, I guess, Infinite since we just watched that trailer. Are we though? Then why'd you have us watch the trailer then? Because I didn't realize it was Paramount Plus. Oh well, pirate. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one thing about all these digital releases now. It makes it easier for pirates to grab hold of the the files. So I mean, not, not that I advocate that. I'm just saying for those out there that do that, no, you do, you're just advocating. so you know, <laughs> they're out there, guys. <laughs> um. I guess Sloki, depending on what we record. Sloki. Sloki. <laughs> Episode 2 maybe will be out by next week, too. No. Other than that, is there anything else? No, it won't. What do you mean it won't? Oh, maybe it will. Depending on what we record. Yeah. We record Wednesday again, then we can. Then I'll see it. Or you give me your fucking screener so I'll <laughs> just to play it safe. Did it expire already? I don't think so. Uh, is it the thing where you get to watch it on your laptop? No. Oh. But... Uh. Uh, well, it's an option. You look at me like <laughs> Disney will kill me if I give a seat. <laughs> I'm like they're listening. Yeah, yeah, right now. <laughs> oh, I swear to God, if you give him that screener, <laughs> you're dead, Michael. Plus, <laughs> if you log in, they're gonna ask this like two-step authentication, verification, whatever. Yeah. And like this code, go to your phone number or whatever. Okay, so maybe Logan next week. I don't know, but. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll play it by ear and see what we have to talk about. At least my academia and some other shit. We'll, we'll see. But yeah, that's been this episode of Blur Vision. I'm trying to watch Sweet Tooth. Oh, yeah. You need to watch Sweet Tooth. Super yeah. Tooth. Fat, fat gum. Fat gum. <laughs> and Sailor Moon. Oh, right. Sailor Moon. Oh, what's up? I haven't watched any of that, though. Well, I forgot what we didn't talk about. Sailor Moon Eternal. But I haven't watched any no, of No, no, but I was just, just the, remember you, you didn't uh, know there was a Sailor Moon out. And I was like, oh, we should probably save this conversation for the podcast. Oh, right, right, right. Wait, but basically in like 2013, uh, they released a new manga, or not new, but they released Sailor Moon Crystal. Mm. And Sailor Moon Crystal is basically the Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood to the Full Metal Alchemist. Crystal is supposed to follow more closely the manga as opposed to the 90s mm-hmm. cartoon. But then they got, it was, it was coming out on Hulu. And then they just got to the third season, and for whatever reason, it just stopped. Yeah. And we're like, what the hell happened? Like, because Sailor Moon went on for a while. Yeah. But then, like, recently, uh, they announced that, oh, Sailor Moon Crystal's coming back, but this time, instead of doing the fourth season as a season, they're just going to do it as two movies. Mm. Which I'm like, that's weird. Yeah, it is weird. So... Is that the rest of the series? I don't... Oh. You would think it would be if they were going to just release two movies. Yeah, that's why I'm like, I don't know. Is this the end? Are they going to continue on with a season five? Yeah. I don't know. Because Sailor Moon got dark. Like, from what I've seen in the manga, there's death. Yeah. Sailor Scouts died. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I, 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 like I, I don't know all of I don't know because I stopped watching even the the '90s. I stopped watching at a certain point, mm. so I don't really know. Same, but um, yeah. So after all these years later, this was like maybe 2015 was the season three. Then mm. like damn near basically six years later. Yeah, like because I'm like I don't even fucking remember what happened in season three. It's been six years, <laughs> but. They're like, oh, we're going to continue, you know, the season four and the movie, whatever. Now it's on Netflix. So so both movies are out already? Sailor Moon Eternal. Yeah, they released two movies. Oh, at the same so, time? Yeah. So oh, wow. season four, whatever, of Netflix or Sailor Moon is uh, released in Sailor Moon Eternal. Are you going to watch that? I'm going to. I mean, I'm going to watch it because I, I was a fan of Sailor Moon Crystal. I, mm. I enjoyed Sailor Moon Crystal. Yeah. More than the original because I'm like, yeah, it's more close to the manga. Okay. And like. I like to just compare they way to. More, they're way more powerful. Like you can see, oh, like I get why they're Sailor Scout, like in the, in the, in the Crystal, as opposed to like I mean, you see in the matchups. original anime. I was like, they fucking get their ass kicked all like what the fuck? Yeah, their power levels are like Dragon Ball Z level. Like some of the villains in Sailor Moon, like Queen Galacta, fucker, whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> I've just I, if you've seen people power scale a Sailor Moon characters like Dragon Balls and you're like what the fuck that doesn't make any sense they are that I've seen Sailor Scouts well, stronger actually yeah yeah I think in the, there was a recent death battle where Sailor Sailor Scout fought Beerus from Dragon Ball Super oh there was I yeah and I think I don't remember who won but it was close and the fact that it's close to Beerus got I think he might have lost actually but it was Beerus God of Destruction lost to a Sailor Moon character it's like wait what <laughs> And yeah, it, it gets pretty fucking crazy in the manga. So I'll check it out because I want to compare it to um, Madoka Magica. But yeah, the first three seasons are on. Uh, I doubt it gets that dark. I doubt too, but just just that's, that's my only recent point of comparison for like a Sailor Scout equivalent thing. But yeah, the first three seasons are still on Hulu, and so yeah, check that out. And yeah, the season four, or really, it's not even season four, but it's based on what would have been season four. First movies are out. Mm. So I'm interested because I yeah I am a fan of Sailor Moon so yeah all right something else to check out and I guess that's it for this week's uh, episode of Blur Vision I've been your host Jordan with Michael Black Gay Comic Geek on all social media channels oh now you're normal now, you're <laughs> from Roger Rabbit <laughs> <laughs> all right and we will see you next week peace what is the death battle oh Kratos versus Dante that is not what I was talking about but sure <laughs> Homelander versus Omni Man. I mean, that's not even a fight. <laughs> but it's not a fight. It's just them talking. Oh, well, Omni Man. Not even a fucking... <laughs> Iron Fist versus Poe from Kung Fu Panda. Poe. <laughs> of course, Poe. Well, if it's Danny... If it's... Uh, uh, what's his Finn name? Jones? Finn Jones, yeah. Oh, I got it. <laughs> they call me Loki. You know me. A monster of diplomacy.